Bring the ship up to broadcast depth. We're going in. Into the hideouts. Our country is now in the beginning of the Great Regression. Major steps are being taken backwards because those who are afraid have hijacked the government and the media. They fear diversity, creativity, and the questioning of authority. Now, more than ever, it is time to unite in a place where you can still be yourself and the freedom of expression continues to exist. Enter the hideout and be heard. Paganta ganda mo What what what's new? What are you doing, Hefe? Oh, what's new, J Dubs? <laughs> Welcome to the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. I am El Hefe. That is J Dubs. It is the funniest night show in America and the best nighttime entertainment in Orlando. That is Chunks, executive producer of the Hideout. Uh, he wants you to be somebody. He wants nothing more than for you to dial these phone numbers and be somebody. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041 and star-1041 on your singular wireless phone. That's how you be somebody in the hideout. Now, the way to be somebody with Chunks is the AOL Instant Messenger Real Radio Hideout. Or have a penis. Uh, Tommy Bateman is the director. He's in charge of the talk and roll controls and responsible for the hideout page on realradio.fm. Gibbs, the unpaid producer, is also here. And Dubs, just adding to the funniness, now joining us in a various capacity. Uh, All big. <laughs> yeah. Over capacity. Yeah. Uh, the one and the only Matt Albert here in the big studio with us. It is very good to have him here finally. And I got to say... It's Mad Albert. Um, the stories that I have already from maybe a little bit more than 20, 48 hours with him are going to be priceless uh, toward uh, the end of the show. I will be sharing a ton of those with you. A ton of stories from a ton of a man. Uh, coming up, we have, uh, you heard the headlines in the Phillips file. We will do uh, who, uh, actually, the Hideout Headlines game show at 7.15. So at 7.15 is the Hideout Headlines game show. Your chance to turn the headlines into prizes. Later on tonight, 9 o'clock actually, because it is Monday in the third hour of the Hideout, we'll kick it off with a Hideout door prize blowout and our usual Monday night game, Whose Weekend Was It? Recapping our weekend. And actually going through the list, uh, we all had very interesting weekends. Um, well, some of us separated, and then others with each other. So mm-hmm. we'll just leave it at that. But that's whose weekend was it during the uh, third hour of the hideout. Second hour of the hideout, it is Monday, so 8 o'clock. Ask the attorney with Tom Luca. And a lot of stuff to ask the attorney about this evening. Uh, uh, we could always talk about the shooting um, yeah. from last week. I like to get into the uh, the beatings uh, the homeless beatings. And, and I, uh, the guy uh, got denied bail today for uh, being homeless. That's the update on him. He uh, and uh, they denied him bail. So that is coming up for you tonight. And of course, when we are done with who's um, with uh, the Hideout Headline Game Show, I'd say right about 7:25. Uh, again, we are starting back up the qualifications uh, for the MSF Basic Writer Course at Orlando Harley Davidson. Uh, we get four qualifiers a night. All mm-hmm. right, J Dubs. 
Uh, one right after the headlines game show, then at a quarter past the hour, 8.15, 9.15, 10.15. And what on Thursday, we will draw the winner, uh, three winners, that will take the class with me over at Orlando Harley-Davidson the mornings of the 23rd through the 25th. Do you think they could teach Matt Albert how to ride a unicycle? <laughs> I think that would be the funniest thing ever, a big 500-pound black man just riding around on one wheel. Um, I'm sure we could probably do that. It would get stuck. More than likely. And it's very hard for a unicycle to get stuck, but somehow if it has 500 pounds on it, it possibly could happen. So, Dubs, all of that is laid out, ready to go this evening. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. I am a bit frazzled because uh, something came through for me today mm-hmm. that I'm completely stoked about. I want to give a very big special thank you to uh, Rich Thurston, to D over there, um, to Ernie. Ernie, everybody else, uh, Hector, everyone over at uh, Thurston's Premier Auto Center. They hooked a brother up. I have been talking for a while that I wanted a Scion. And so I went to them and I said, hey, you know, can you guys find me a Scion? Here's what I'm looking for. So they went out and they found me two Scions to choose from. So I'm sitting there looking at the two, two Scions saying, which one do I want most? One of them was automatic and black mm-hmm. and tinted windows, and that was low mileage, as you expect from Thurston's, great quality. And I'm like, you know, this is one I really, really wanted. And then in the other one, there was a charcoal-colored, it had a moon roof. Why are you pointing at Matt Albert when you say that? No, I didn't. That, no, that that's racist. silver. Come on. No, not on MLK's Next, the King Kong part. jokes are coming? Stop, pretty soon. That's what I've been thinking all weekend. So, um, so anyway, but they have that, and I'm like, I couldn't decide, and I finally chose. I took one of them over to your house, mm-hmm. and I had you look at it, and I'm just completely stoked about finally getting a... Now, here's the thing. Uh, having previously been married, and the ex-wife had handled all the car stuff before... She was just basically the finance manager of the household. Right, and now I'm now I'm growing up, you know? And so this go-round, you know, I'm getting a car on my own, and I'm doing everything, and I'm excited that I got approved, and I got a, a great rate through Thurston's and all this kind of... And I feel like I'm becoming a man. I feel like... Finally. It, you know, everything's starting to drop for you. At the ripe old age of 27, there are some pubes that are beginning to show, and my voice is I'm deep- very excited about that. My voice is deepening a little bit, and I'm getting a car from Finally. Thurston's. <laughs> And I feel like it's all interconnected. Are you working at your? Are you working yourself to Sears magazines and? Here's the thing. At some point, I probably will uh, step up uh, and uh, move on from Toys R Us. Uh, and go to Montgomery Ward. Right. But it really was just a fantastic, fantastic uh, thing over there. Yeah, I was over there with you. We had a we had a good time over there. I I actually enjoy going over to Thurston's and just sitting in the uh, lobby looking at the all the pictures of the previous people that bought their cars, walking around the lot looking at the cars. Right. I guess it could be uh, uh, Dubs. We're gonna need you to leave now. <laughs> uh, if you want to come back later and look at the photos. No. Maybe you could do that. But Dubs, I mean, and I, I don't want this to be like an entire commercial for Thurston's. I'm just saying, I went over there and it mm-hmm. was great for me and it was easy for me. And Dubs is the one who's officially the spokesperson for them, you know, here in the hideout. But I got to say thank you, dude, and I'm happy with my ride, and I can't wait. Well, I told you. I tell you about three times a week that uh, Thurston's is the best place to go. You usually do, and it's usually right around the end of this hour. Mm-hmm. 
And I listened to you, Dubs. The advertising, it worked on me. What advertising? I'm just speaking my mind. All right, now, why are people giving me crap about the kind of car that I got? I don't know, but I think Dubs will be probably, you know, talking about Great Thurston's next hour around the third break. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. All right, Destro's saying that I got a queer bait mobile. <laughs> Now, it, and those, Giant Brian says that now I have a woman's car. Those Scions, they are very uh, feminine. Love hate, you know. Either either you really really like them or you don't. I've heard both sides of arguments, you know. And the the good thing about the car you got, and you, I know you, you aren't going to take advantage of it, but you can do all these different add-ons to it. It's a whole. You know, I'm not real big into pimping my ride, dude. I can do it. And that's the other thing. We're looking at my car. And Dubs is like, uh, hey, man, for about $600, I can make this thing thump. <laughs> this thing is just a, bu- it's a big speaker box, basically. It's perfect to have some uh, some bass in. And I'm like, I'm not really interested in, I don't even really listen to music that requires bass. Dude, I could have that thing, like, you wouldn't even need hydraulics to just be bumping from the bass. That's what Dubs is saying. We're standing out front of Thurston. He's like, man, I could hook this thing. Then you're telling me stories about what you used to do when you were in high school. Yeah, we used to uh, just uh, buy a crap car, take all of our uh, radio equipment from each of our cars, all me and a group of friends, and then we'd take it into uh, different competitions. <laughs> And would you win? We we did pretty well and for having just, like, you know, basic crap stuff. And was this in mid-Michigan you would be mm-hmm. doing this? Well, we'd go to, over near Detroit. We'd go over towards Jackson. They'd have these uh, uh, competitions all over the place. Did you ever win money? No. Well, then what were we doing it for? To meet other people who like to thump? Yeah, there's a, there's a whole uh, little network going on there, and you can win a trophy. Well, here's the thing. It's hard for me to put, like, try to base up my uh, car... Uh, when I'm listening to the Black IPs, you know what I mean? Or when well, you got, we got to stop you from being gay first, then we can get you to bump. You can't change who I am. <laughs> what? You were born that way. I understand. Four zero seven nine one six one zero four one triple eight nine seven eight one zero four one and star one zero four one. And you're seeing the wildest. That bumps. junk in your trunk could be bass. Here Big you subs. And uh, here's the thing, because to me that car, me getting out of that car. If I started putting rims on it, and Dubs is talking about we can put neon underneath it, yes, that syncs up with the base. I'll I'll make you feel comfortable. We'll put the uh, the frill across the uh, the front line, yeah, or, or the Mother Mary on the hood. For yes, you. you should like hook it all up, and then we'll all go out to celebrate Matt Albert. You know, me, Matt, Dubs, Gibbs, Chunks. Mhm. Well, it'll be great. Yeah. It'll be wonderful. Yeah, lots of bass. Okay, but I get to go, right? Well, then the car would be full. Yeah. Well, There'll be a lot of speakers in the back. Mm-hmm. Fire uh, hazard. If, if you're going to take my car, I would like to this be able to go. This sounds great. This would sound good in my car, though. But I can't be riding Listen. around. Listen. All right, maybe I'll let you do it. How much money? Uh, give me 700 I can make it. You just said 600 <laughs> Well, I need to get paid, too. I don't do for what? For free. Okay, I remember distinctly when you worked at Scory Auto Sound in Lansing, Michigan. How many cars did you ruin because you didn't know how to install? I knew how to install auto, audio. I, I know how to install audio. I don't know how to do that crazy uh, remote start stuff that they had me doing. <laughs> yeah, I burned out three new cars that are, like their main uh, brain uh, function for like the electronics, you know. Because I had no idea what I was doing. They All never right. trained me. People are saying I got the Brian Peppers mobile. Tell me Brian Peppers doesn't drive a Scion. 
It looks I, like a short bus. Yeah. To most kids. I think he could, you know, sit high enough in there. You're not gonna ruin this. I'm. I'm Actually, so happy. And pretty, thank you to Thurston's. Pretty close to the ground, you know. Who just has? If he's under there, just ankle. There's no room underneath there for him to get under. Oh, so I'm Brian happy about Peppers that. will fit, my friend. Bri- Brian Peppers is like a spider. It can get. Under any no, small not. crevices. It's a human being. He's hiding and, in your shoe. And he's not even real. <laughs> his ribs can fold down and he can get under anything. I heard he removed his ribs. Now, see, the other thing you have to watch out for is Gibbs over here. Because if he ever tries to play baseball, I know there's no way a helmet's going to fit on that dome over there. <laughs> I think he might just cut the bottom out and wear your scion as a hat. <laughs> It's Hideout Row Radio 104.1. Alright, call right now to play the Hideout Headlines Game Show. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041. Star1041. If you have a singular wireless phone, call uh, call in, be somebody, be a winner. Also, too, the Hideout Headlines Game Show brought to you by the Wholesale Furniture Market. Designer sofas normally $8.99, starting as low as $2.99. Wholesale Furniture Market, over 40,000 square feet of quality home furniture at 50 to 70% off every day. Wholesale Furniture Market, State Road 436 in Castleberry, next to Sam's Club, 407-332-1314. Call now to be a winner in the Hideout Headlines Game Show. And also, coming up after the Headlines Game Show, we will do another qualification for the MSF Basic Rider course at Harley Davidson. Three lucky people are going to be taking the course, uh, taking the class with me. I am a happy as J Dubs. Uh, also joining the show, Matt Albert is here. But now it's time for the headlines game show. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the Hideout Headlines Game Show. Game show. Answer questions on what's in the headlines. Local. National. World. Sports and entertainment. If you guess right, you win big, big. Now here's your host, Gibbs. Mo. All right, you heard the categories. They can be true, false, multiple choice, fill in the blank. Joining us in studio, I'm going to say the fattest head uh, to ever intern at Real Radio. I think they could probably be a safe assumption. Mm -hmm. There is Angel. And Tuttle. And Tuttle. Tuttle is a big head, too. But I... At some point, we're going to measure, and at least for body size, because Tuttle used to be fat, from what mm. I understand. Gibbs, uh, you're just uh, disturbing to look at more than anything. You disturbing. look like a spoon. So, uh, yeah, Matt Albert. It's not only his head, it's his chin. He's got like a Jalen O'Chin on top of just He looks a, like a balloon with a string. Is it? He's built like a balloon with a string. His parents were big fans of Mount Rushmore. <laughs> Let's go to like Easter Island over here. <laughs> Let's go to Jim in Winter Springs. Your first up, which category would you like? World, national, local, or sports, or, or entertainment? Uh, let's do local there, boss. All right, here's local with Gibbs. All right, local is, looks like multiple choice. As many as eight cars hit a man who apparently jumped off the Lake Mary Boulevard overpass onto this road during rush hour today. Was it the 408, OBT, I-4, or Kirkman? Well, I suck. I'm going to say I-4. You may suck, but you are correct, sir. Hold on. You're a winner, Jim. All right, so I heard SBK and uh, the Shannon Burke Show talking about this. What happened? I don't know. It looks like he just kind of threw himself over the overpass into I-4, and cars, you know, yeah. naturally just A bunch of cars over. ran over him. He uh, 
He'd commit suicide, of course. That's the only reason you would jump off a bridge onto a highway. They said uh, they found blood on the overpass, so I don't know what that... They're not sure what that was all about, though. So there's a chance that he could have been bleeding beforehand? Yeah. Or maybe even walking the overpass and got hit. I don't know. But uh, from what I've heard, it was a suicide case. At least that's what they suspect. Oh, wow. Uh, you got to think about that. That's got to be one of the worst ways to go, because more than likely... When you fall over and you hit the pavement, you're not dead yet. Mm-mm. I wouldn't think. Not from a 20, what is that, about 20, 20 Probably feet? Maybe 30. Maybe. Yeah, depending on the overpass. And then you hit the pavement, and then you got to think you're alive at least for a second. At least for the first couple cars. Oh, boy. All right, that's an, that's awful. Uh, get more info on that if you could, Gibbs. I'm, I'm hesitant to go to you, Matt, so no. Now, uh, I just want to say I figured out how to make money. I'm going to sell uh, donkey rides to go up Gibbs' head like it's the Grand Canyon. <laughs> <laughs> Take a burrow up Gibbs' head? That's the way you're going to make cash. Take pictures. You're in the, you're in the hideout. Now, uh, what I've heard from when you uh, jump off a bridge or anything like that, anytime it's like a long drop, most people who have survived uh, one of those jumps have always changed their mind as they're falling, like thought this is a bad idea. Of course it is. Try to fly halfway down. Start flapping your arms. I would try anything at that point. Get out an umbrella. You like t- <laughs> trying to take off your shirt and make it into a little parachute or something? I doubt you have that much time, but I would. Um, well, yeah, you're gonna try anything. Uh, Miguel in Tampa, you're next up in the Hideout Headlines Game Show on Real Radio 104.1. World National Sports or Entertainment? What would you like, Miguel? Let me have entertainment. All right, here's entertainment with Gibbs. All right, entertainment is multiple choice also. This actress, who played a newlywed opposite Ashton Kutcher in the film comedy Just Married, became engaged to her boyfriend over Christmas, People Magazine reported today. Was it A, Jane Fonda, B, Angelina Jolie, C, Melissa Milano, or D, Brittany Murphy? D, Brittany Murphy. You are correct, sir. You're well, you're I have no idea who Melissa Milano is. So. Uh, I heard that porn star. <laughs> is it really? Yes. Did you really write down Melissa Milano? No. Yes, you did. Or was that your chin getting in the way? <laughs> Sick porn freak. It was the chin. I don't want to hear you uh, ragging on the Chinese people. I think that's uncalled for in this situation. Yeah, please. A head that big has to have superpowers. <laughs> Just not super intelligence, because I've seen you screen phones, but something. If it doesn't have superpowers, at least it has to have its own uh, gravitational pull. One or the other. Yeah, pulls him right to the ground when he falls. Well, it does have craters in it like it were the moon uh, with all those pimples and scars and stuff. His head should have crushed his body by now and made it an accordion like a Looney Tune character. Right in Orange City, you're in the hideout. Yeah, you thought it was going to be fun having that out right here, didn't you? He was so nice at the <laughs> scrimmage. All right. That wasn't a scrimmage. That was a blowout. Here we go, Ray. Uh, world, national, or sports, what would you like? National. All right, here's National with Gibbs. All right, National is true or false. A judge has sentenced a suburban Cincinnati man to attend services for six weeks at a black church for threatening to punch a black cab driver and using racial slurs. True or false? False. That is true. The man has to go to black church. Why do you say black like that? What's black. What's the the story again? Uh, It's this 36-year-old guy, Brett Haynes. I guess he threatened to punch uh, an African-American male cab driver and his wife. Now you've buckled under the pressure of saying black, so you switch over to African-American just because a black man told you. A Negro. I was trying to switch it up a little bit. Um, What, are you going to use colored next? Come on. It's MLK's birthday. Stop that already. Them. So as punishment, he has to go to a black church and listen to him sing? Uh, Yeah. 
That's not a punishment. That's a great show. If you've ever been to a black church. And so what is that supposed to teach him? Not to punch cab drivers? Yeah, that's what the cab driver was saying. He was like, I, I want him to go to jail instead because church. Yeah, I don't want him to come to my anymore. church. I don't want him to come here and throw three dollars into the collection plate. He gets to go to the original, sweating to the oldies. Right. The, the best part was that the judge was black too, so the white guy had to feel like incredibly uncomfortable while on trial. <laughs> Planet of the Apes. Oh, oh come on. Oh. Fred, <laughs> you're on a cell phone in the hideout, and we're ready. Are you ready, Fred? I'm ready. All right. Uh, world or sports? World. All right. World is fill in the blank. The death the death toll from record snowfalls in this country hit 100 today, media said, and one six-year-old boy was in a coma after being buried in snow that slid off a roof while he was playing outside. What country? I don't know. Switzerland. I don't know. Yeah, uh, that's a tough one. Jesus. <laughs> no, I said yeah, Ireland. Huh? That's Japan. Ah. I guess it's been snowing a lot. Got, it only went up three inches. That's <laughs> <laughs> out there part about it. They can't see. They're totally snowed in. Four zero seven nine one six one zero four one triple eight nine seven eight one zero four. All right, let's wrap up the hideout headlines game show. Wearing snowshoes with uh, Justin in Lake Placid. You ready, Justin? Yeah, what's up, man? All right, buddy. Here's sports with Gibbs. All right, this is a like name the teams category. Which NFL, NF four NFL teams won playoff games this past weekend? Are right, you gonna name all four? The, the four teams left in the playoffs. Uh, Steelers. Mm-hmm. There's one. Um, Colts. No, yeah. no. Nah, nah, you're already out. Oh. All right, let me see if I Steelers. Steelers beat the Colts. Yeah. Yeah. In a, what was just a horrific game. No, it, the ending was great. No, well, if you wanted the uh, Steelers to win, it was yeah, great. Yeah, um, Let's see, Steelers, Broncos, mm-hmm. Panthers. Panthers beat the Bears, which I totally saw coming. And the final, uh, Seahawks. Yep, yep. Are you looking toward a Carolina, um, Denver Super Bowl? I think Denver's going to make it in. Carolina versus uh, versus Seattle is going to be a really close one. I can see Seattle taking that, and just so it's going to be a Seattle Denver Super Bowl I would in rather, Detroit. <laughs> yeah, how how terrible is that? I would rather see a pa- uh, Panthers uh, uh, go in, other than the Seahawks. Right. Panthers seem like they got a little more personality. Well, with Steve Smith. That's, yeah. All right, let's talk about the Steeler game for two seconds, and then we'll get to everything else. In the uh, hideout headline, uh, hideout headlines game show over now. Uh, in just a second, you're going to hear the sounder to call in to get qualified for the MSF Basic Rider course with me over at Orlando Harley. But in watching that game, Dubs, mm-hmm. have you ever hated a team more than you hate the Pittsburgh Steelers? I laughed on top of laughed when I saw Bettis fumble that ball, and I thought for sure. They were going to take it back. If that if that guy hadn't got stabbed in the leg the night before by <laughs> by his by his wife, uh, Fatty Roethlisberger wouldn't have been able to tackle him. That's the funniest part about it. no matter how much money you make, no matter what profession you're in, if you were trash once and you married trash, you're going to be trash forever. Just like uh, Eminem marrying his trash wife again. Yeah, all over. You're absolutely right. And it was just so great seeing that ball pop out of Bettis's just gelatinous hands and watching him fall down like an overgrown baby that would have been the best if that was i like jerome bettis personally i I just don't like the steelers it would have been great if that would have been his last play ever 
he has to deal with, I could have made it to the Super Bowl. And I like how everyone was coming over after Vanderjack misses the field goal to congratulate Bettis. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, he nearly screwed you. And yeah. yet you're over there congratulating him like, hey, it's okay. No, it's not. You're on the two-yard line, first and goal, and you fumble the ball, you fat bastard. I hate him. I hate Bettis. I hate Ro- Roethlisberger is just a hack. And I'm not going to... I'm not going to lie to you. I I want the Carson Palmer treatment on Roethlisberger. I'd love to see his knee get blown out. Is that the only way the Steelers can win if they uh, start injuring people right at the beginning? Who's to, who's to say that Cowher isn't paying the uh, the wife of the cornerback to slash the knee? <laughs> I think he hides knives in that big mustache of his to, for his that, stupid players to go out there and cut Achilles. That big, broke-back mountain gay <laughs> beard that Roethlisberger has, getting ready to... Tongue kiss Heinz Ward. You know the two of them have probably shared stairs with each other across the uh, locker room. What's with the uh, fruits? Heinz Ward always has that fruity smile on his face, no matter what he does. Yeah. He can he could uh, not catch a ball. He can catch it the whole time. He's giggling and laughing like it's a gang rape. He's thinking of the he's thinking of the, he's thinking of the taint tickles that he's gonna get from Roethlisberger after the game. I hate them, dude. I'm not gonna lie. And then I'm with SBK over the weekend, and he's trying to tell me why the Steelers are great and how they stand for everything that America's about. Roger and Longwood, you're in the hideout. Yo, man, what's up with you hating on the Steelers like that, man? You must be a Dallas fan or something. What's your problem? Yeah, I did grow up in Dallas. When was the last uh, time? That's why. That's why. When was the last time you guys were in the Super Bowl? Who'd you lose to? Cowboys. Cowboys. And we suck ass too, but. I there's a sum of you know what it is more than anything else it's that Roethlisberger yeah that fat cocky son of a bitch I kind of liked uh, the Steelers when Maddox was a uh, quarterback yeah that dirt beard Roethlisberger had yeah I'd pull for him if Charlie Batch was still the quarterback with the batch rags that you call yeah. the Cubs <laughs> they are they were, it's, it's still a terrible towel they had the batch rags going for two weeks there but Jesus. And apparently, and Matt actually sent me a pretty good little somebody's blog about why the Steelers are so hated. Let me see if I can find this real fast. The Steelers are hated because of the fans, basically. Yeah, they they go everywhere. They're obnoxious. They all have. They're what? gimmicky. That's what they are. They're very gimmicky. They had that really really annoying uh, commentator. I can't remember his oh, name. He's got like a weird towny accent. Yeah, and he, they also have the terrible towels. They had the steel curtain. Everything's a gimmick with them. Blitzburg. Yeah, Blitzburg. You heard that enough this weekend, didn't you? Matt Albert and I were actually talking about, thinking about maybe it's a whole thing about being a second city. You know mm. what I mean? Like Baltimore is to DC. Like, um, you know, I think to me they're they're Philly's bitch. Like when you oh, think yeah. Pennsylvania, you never think of Pittsburgh. You know? Pittsburgh thinks it seems like it's uh, part of Ohio, the worst state in the world. Right. Oakland to San Francisco. Yeah. Oakland's got a big thing against San, San Diego to L.A. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of that. Uh, here's what it says. Uh, this is a neat little blog, and I don't have time to read the whole thing. But basically, after the game, Roethlisberger was uh, talking down to the media of, oh, y'all want to come in now. All the non-believers, you want to come in now. And the guy's basically saying, since when does the media have to pull for a team? In fact, more than likely, you don't want us to pull for a team, yet for some reason the media is supposed to be haters on you. Uh, this me-against-the-world bit. What really pisses me off about him, 
he walks into a cherry situation where, you know, he has a really good running game, a good line in front of him, good receivers, and he does a poor job, I think, as uh, his, uh, his uh, rookie year. He couldn't complete a pass for his life. That The running game carried that team. The defense carried that team. And everybody was praising him like he was the second coming of Christ. And he's not. No. He's a retard who rides a motorcycle without a helmet. <laughs> what an ass. It's a hideout road radio 104.1. Congratulations to Brad Edwards in Palm Bay, the first qualifier tonight for the MSF Basic Rider course at Orlando Harley-Davidson. I'm going to draw three winners coming up on Thursday night. Uh, and we'll take the classes on the mornings of January 23rd through the 25th. Congratulations, Brad Edwards of Palm Bay. Your next chance to get qualified in just about uh, 40 minutes or so. Uh, right after Ask the Attorney with Tom Luca, which is at the top of the hour, about 8.15, you'll hear that sounder once again for you to get qualified. 407-916-1041, 888 It's the Hideout, Real Radio 104.1. Al and J here with you. Also welcoming our newest member. Uh, to the show, uh, Matt Albert. You've heard his IM. You've probably heard him call in. You've seen the pictures of him on uh, the hideout page on realradio.fm. Six foot five, 500 pound, uh, 21 year old black virgin um, with graying hair, patchy baldness. Uh, just a lot going right for mm-hmm. him. And uh, the great thing is, Dubs, that now here we are in 2006. It's MLK Day. And we don't have the day off. Here at Clear Channel. So it's great because I think that signifies that all the racial strife has ended. Well, I mean, yeah, we usually uh, take the holiday to kind of reflect and look on how there is still racism in this world. But now, this year, 2006, uh, they've said, okay, you guys can work this year and look around because uh, there is no more racial tension. It's all over. And, you know, to me, I think it's just great that, you know, I think it would have been his 77th birthday, uh, the good Reverend. Ah. And, which is surprising to me, because that means he was really young when he was doing everything. Mm-hmm. I think he was in his 20s, if I'm not mistaken. He looked older. Yeah, he did. He was a short guy, too. Um, but, yeah, so I'm, I'm glad for his sake now that the dream has been realized and that there's no more racial uh, tension out there anymore. Uh, Wayne in Orlando, you're in the hideout on Rover Radio. What do you got, Wayne? Uh, hey, man, I just said, yeah, 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 yeah. All right. <laughs> Did anybody warn Gibbs on that one? Yeah, he just shakes his head yes. <laughs> <laughs> and you feel stupid right now? Yeah, you should. <laughs> At least it stings you a little bit, unlike Putin, who didn't care. <laughs> um, 407 because I don't know about you, Dubs, because when I was growing up, things were, you know. It was really tough on me, too. Yeah, I know. Growing up as a white man in mid-Michigan mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and well, having to deal with uh, the two minorities in your school. Yeah, people call me salty. Bread man. Now, you have come up with uh, something that you're going to do today. Yes, uh, I've been labeled as the hideouts racist for some reason. And that's I don't know wrong. why. That's wrong. Yeah, I, I, I think I've been picked out because I'm the white guy and everybody thinks white people are racist. But just to prove I'm not racist, on MLK Day, I will not say anything that has anything to do with... Uh, I won't make any racist jokes all night long. Nothing, uh, no joke. Do you feel like this is something you do constantly? No, but I'm going to prove to everybody by, you know, pointing out, even if I did have a racist thought in my head, 
I'm going to point out every time I do. Okay, so your thing is you are going to be able to censor yourself, but you I want you want us to know that you were thinking something racist? Yes. But you're holding yourself back from doing it. Mm-hmm. So every time I have a racist thought in my head tonight, or uh, we're talking about something and I have something racist going through my head, I will say zippity doo So every time you hear me say zippity doo Are you just going to say zippity doo or are you going to go through the whole thing? zippity doo zippity-yay? No, just zippity doo Okay, so that's all you're going to do. Yep. Every time anything racist happens in my head. Uh, I'm just going to start a dice game over here. Don't don't worry about me. Zippity doo What? Uh, that's, by the way, Matt Albert, who is uh, new to the show, joining us now. It's the uh, Hideout Road Radio 104.1. Look at that white girl on that computer screen. Damn, she's hot. Zippity doo Hands off, Zippity doo You see that basketball game last night? Zippity doo Man, government cheese is real good. Zippity doo Oh, here, I had a couple of stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I did want to bring up, though. Uh, an Ohio State student was injured in a chimp attack. Um, Zippity doo uh, What? <laughs> no, apparently the chimpanzee attacked the student at uh, Ohio State University. Zippity doo It was an... I don't understand what's going on. All right, uh... All right, we'll move on. I guess there was no interest in that story. Okay. Um, Jacko's Cruel Zoo. Uh, Michael Jackson had been accused of uh, animal rights uh, cruelty. zippity doo uh, Claiming the creatures were imprisoned. And... I don't... What, what, what is he saying? I, don't... Uh, I guess... I don't know. I guess, um... You don't have any interest in this story, Dubs? I do. You just would rather zippity doo da. Oh. Okay. All right. Uh four oh seven nine one six one oh four one triple eight nine seven eight one oh four one. Uh also, um a Liberian becomes Africa's first female president. Zippity doo da. Uh, the war-battered Liberia's new president making history as Africa's first elected female head of state. She's a librarian, huh? They can read now? Like Liberia's. Oh, zippity doo da. Sorry, that was I didn't thing. know you were doing it too. I mean, you're black. Um, and kind of rounding out some of the headlines here. Former D.C. mayor uh, is uh, on the mom as far as the drug reports. Marion Barry, um, apparently he failed a court-ordered drug test. In November. Do that. So, are we gonna be able to discuss anything tonight? Um, or is this your whole gimmick that you are just racist and you just only wait? Go through the stories again. Okay. Um, Jacko's Cruel Zoo, Ohio State student injured in chimp attack, uh, Africa's first female president, and uh, Marion Barry fails a drug test. You don't see anything wrong with that? I, this is just stuff that's in the news, bro. I figured this stuff you'd want to talk about. Just not today. Zippity do that. Dubs, I want you to look at Hefe and tell me what you think. It's a hideout road radio at 4.1. It's a hideout live on a Monday night. A lot still to get done. A lot of stories to get to. Just like stuff that happened to us over the weekend. My first weekend with Matt Albert living with me. He's in studio. 
888 You know, Dubs, we have a little time before we get to uh, Tom Luca and uh, ask the attorney. Let's go ahead and do Hey Hideout. Let's do your unscreened phone calls, open phones, whatever you want to hit up uh, early on this Monday night. It's your chance to be somebody. 407 and star-1041 on your singular wireless phone. Hey, hideout. Come into the hideout, into the hideout, into the hideout. Whatever you want to talk about. Now tis your chance. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041. Go to Sean in Orlando. You're in the hideout in Real Radio. What do you got, Sean? Hey, guys. How you doing, man? All right, brother. Hey, I got, I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. Why is it every time you see a man driving a Scion, it's a big, fat, nasty Hispanic dude? I, what the what the hell is that? Why would you say that? That's odd. Because you can't fit the normal size car. I, mean, I what is it? I can fit in an. I uh, I take offense to this because I'm not. I'm not. I'm. Zippity doo What no, you? Zippity doo da. Uh, I am not big, fat, and nasty. Unlike Sean would like to lead you to believe. Yeah, you're not that tall. The hair okay. makes up for it. Though. All right, now you can't even talk. You. You big son of a bitch, because you're bleeding over uh, in your seat over into the uh, break. I do that on Suburbans, so it's really not that big of a deal with me. That and Matt brought down his little car. What kind of car do you drive, Matt? Mazda Protégé, 94. There it is. So he's got a 94 Protégé. A 500-pound man in a 94 Protégé. That he and his mom and his sister, which I have stories about that, but that they come... And I'm gonna, in. Yeah, and I'm going to say rolling in, and that car was so low to the ground when the three of them pulled up. <laughs> it's a, it's a, that's a lot of people in there. The big TV. No, it's only three people. It's a lot of flesh. <laughs> I would say nearly a 1,000 pounds of flesh in that protege between you, it. your mom, and your sister, all of which I would like to term as, quote-unquote, thick. <laughs> Juicy. Right. You have a juicy family. Then I went to go, at, and I don't, I'll get to more stories about me and Albert, uh, me and Matt Albert, but I had to go to Walmart mm-hmm. with him and the family. Then we had a nice little sit-down lunch at Panera. <laughs> then we had to head over to Target. The four of us. Were you guys just eating loaves in there? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll have... Uh, the Danish tray. Go ahead and give me the whole tray. I'll have turkey on uh, two loaves. I'll just have that counter. Just <laughs> uh, with a diet lemonade, please. <laughs> the light and sugar. Got a diet water with the light light lemonade. Got any oh, saccharin? And that's the other thing too, real fast. And that guy has so many stories to tell you about. His sister, because he doesn't want to drink the Florida water. Mm-hmm. His sister buys him distilled water to drink. <clears throat> Not drinking water? And he goes, oh, what's wrong with distilled? And so you're not supposed to drink distilled water. You can. I mean, it's not going to kill you. But, but if you do it for too long, it could really screw you up. Really? Oh, yeah. Because the thing about distilled water is it has no minerals. Mm-hmm. So it kind of, like, drains your body of the minerals. And so whenever you evacuate, it takes all the minerals from you, essentially stripping you of your minerals. That you have to make up with in your diet. Yeah, Matt, those, Al- those... Matt Albert is living off of uh, Cool Ranch Doritos and granola bars. 
Well, there's no minerals in there to begin with, so I guess it's not taking anything out of them. Yeah. 407-916-104, I'm not even hitting the iceberg of the of the past 48 to 72 hours that I've spent with this enormous bastard. It's Hey Hideout, your unscreened phone calls. Uh, uh, go ahead and light them up. Jimmy and Kissimmee are in the hideout. What do you got, Jimmy? Uh, hey, man, just he and... All right, Gibbs, you got it. do you not recognize the phone number when he calls? Because that's one good way that a call screener can check that out. It it says unlisted every time. All right. Well, we actually have his phone number somewhere if Putin has it, so we, maybe we just call him back. Tim and St. Cloud here in the hideout on Road Radio. What do you got, Tim? Hey, man, I just have... Yeah. Yeah. He's everywhere yeah. now. Gibbs! Yeah. Yeah. He's everywhere. You got to try. All right. Are we going for the trifecta? Yes. Hat trick. Johnny the Jew in Orlando, you're in the hideout on Road Radio. Hello, hideout. How's it going? All right. I just wanted to say, man, I stole my sandwich. He's fat. Grab a... All right. Now I prefer the other one. Now I prefer the uh, yeah, yeah guy. I don't steal from Jews. Jews steal from me. What are you talking what? about? I'm sorry. I had to get that out. 407-916-1041, So Matt Albert's living with you, right? Mm-hmm. You live on the third floor. Mm-hmm. I would say zippity doo die now, but <laughs> would you be offended if I asked you to throw barrels down the uh, the stairs at me? As long <laughs> so as you dress up over. as Mario. And have, like, uh, a, a princess hiding behind you? That's just I a dream of mine. Has he already started downloading the mass amounts of porn? That he I, likes to do when he goes to any computer I, on your computer. I did get a chance to look at some of his pornography, and a lot of it is very angry. Here's what I would term it: very angry oral pornography. Angry oral? Yeah, like just abuse, like the choking type stuff. Right. Gagging. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, fingers and nostrils. <laughs> you fish hooking them? Yeah. That's a lot of what Matt Albert's getting into. I have a lot of free time, and, uh, you know. All right, coming up next, Ask the Attorney with Tom Luca. Nice segue. It's the High Out Radio <laughs> 104.1. Time to Ask the Attorney. It's the High Out Radio 104.1. Thomas B. Luca joining us in the hideout. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041. Every Monday... At uh, 8 o'clock, Tom Luca will come in here and answer our questions, J-Dubs, and your questions. 407-916-1041, star-1041 on your singular wireless phone if you have any any questions for Thomas Luca. Um, SFG says, is that Matt Albert I hear? Yes, Matt Albert uh, has joined us in the studio, and he has moved down here. He's living with me. i got a ton of stories I'll tell you a little bit later on. Um, but SFG says the hideout has officially reached critical mass abandoned ship. Um, Is that an Amistad joke? Because <laughs> I, I will wish. not stand Zippity for that. Uh, <laughs> you won't stand for anything. Uh, uh, uh-oh, now he's Matt Katrina, says Bobo. I bet he could sink one of the smaller keys, like Don't a sugar loaf. Don't Bobo. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, wow, wow, I was addicted to drugs. I don't care. Uh, let's go to... Uh, Tom Luca joining us tonight. How you doing, Tom? What's happening, fellas? How are your uh, How are you doing this fine evening? Oh, I'm doing pretty well, pretty well. Very good. Now, there's Dubs and I were talking about this last week. 
was an insane week for things going on in this area. Just odd things, too. Like, just uh, criminal, criminal yeah. activity. I mean, you're a former Miami prosecutor, uh, Tom, and... Is this one of those weeks, I guess, the prosecutor's office gets weighed down? Because you think about all the stuff. You had the bank robbery. Then you had the uh, the, the the school shooting. You've had um, what the, was uh, the uh, homeless guys getting beat by uh, the uh, the kids. Down in, the, uh, in mm. Fort Lauderdale. I don't even know where to begin. I guess maybe let's... Let's start off with the uh, the middle school shooting that happened. Okay, uh, I mean the middle school shooting that you know, as, as everyone knows, that that went down in Seminole County. That was a tough. That's a that's a tough call for anybody. Um, you know, unfortunately though, this kid, when you whether it's a BB gun or not, as soon as you say I have a gun, not a BB gun, not a pellet gun, not a toy gun, but I have a gun. That you you basically let everyone know everyone's under the assumption that that gun is real and mm-hmm. that you're going to use it, especially when it's been painted to seem like it is real. Exactly. There's nothing there. Yeah, there's nothing there though that that uh, you could say. How could you not tell that was a BB gun? You know, it was completely masked and told to be a regular gun. That's correct. And he did it apparently on, as far as I understand, he did it on purpose so that it would look more realistic. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, what ha- what happens with that? Like like let's say maybe you are a uh, I don't know maybe you you got your kids and your kids have one of these and they're running around with it or maybe they leave one in your car and it looks like something or can this can this pop up in some in any sort of a criminal situation? It can if you use it to threaten somebody with it and you and the other person whoever they may be thinks uh, or has reason to believe that that gun is real. And that goes for anything. If you have a stick in your pocket or one of those where you get your finger in your pocket and you say, I have a gun, as long as they reasonably believe that you might have a gun, mm-hmm. you might as well be pointing a real gun at them. I did not know that was... Uh, and so can you even be brought up on the, on armed, the same... Like, on the, an, like an armed robbery charge yeah. even if you don't have... Even if you don't have actually an, a, a weapon, you can still be charged with armed robbery as long as the other person, meaning the victim is under the reasonable assumption or the reasonable belief that you do have a weapon or that you do have a gun. Wow, because I've always, you know, people have always said, oh, I'll just take a toy gun and then they'll, you know, they can't really you know, do anything. And they toy- think for some reason they're going to get a lighter sentence mm-hmm. if they no. get caught? They will not get a lighter sentence if they get caught. All right, 407-916-1041, Ask the attorney with uh, Tom Luca, lucalaw.com, L-U-K-A-Law.com. In his office, uh, phone number is 407-895-8887. You know, we were talking about this last week, Tom, as far as it being a full moon, and we were wondering whether or not that had any bearing as to all the craziness that was going down. Just as a, an attorney who specializes in criminal law, do you ever see any correlation with the uh, number of crazy cases you got coming through in relation to the full moon? I would say, you know, in the seven years that I've been practicing, for some reason the full moon does draw out some crazy stuff that always seems to happen right around it. Either it, it draws more crimes, you know, during that particular period, or there, it just seems like crazier stuff seems to happen in court or on the roadways or wherever. It just seems like the full moon t- tends to make people a little bit off. Yeah. Uh, Dubs, you've been fascinated with the story out of Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, this, uh, these uh, kids who went up and beat uh, three different homeless people and killed one of them yes i mean it doesn't get much worse than that no i mean the thing is uh 
they they've they've arrested the kid and they have him uh, undergoing psychological uh, evaluation right now. Well, they have one of them going under psychological yeah. evaluation. The reason being is his attorney, because the the kid is only seventeen, mm-hmm. his attorney smartly is trying to keep him in the juvenile court system. And so what he's trying to do is get a psychologist to testify that oh he really is you know he's not he's still a child he doesn't have adult tendencies he didn't understand the capacity he didn't have the capacity to understand what he was doing in the hopes that the state attorney's office won't down in Fort Lauderdale won't file on him as an adult and thus subject him to tremendous more amount of trouble. If you were a prosecutor in this, would you go for uh, the adult? Yeah, I'd probably go for the adult in this kind of case, given the depraved nature of it. Yeah, because uh, when you're beating up a homeless man, it's not like you're even trying to rob him. You're just beating him to beat him. And really, to be quite honest, fellas, and I don't want to get too graphic here, it takes a whole lot to beat someone to death, oh, yeah. even with a weapon. You have to hit somebody pretty much as hard as you can between 10 and 20 times to do enough dam- to enough do enough internal damage to kill somebody. And uh, I saw the video on uh, online of uh, him running up with the bat and beating one of the homeless men with it, and it was just you know just so not a second thought to it. Yeah, and he he just ravaged them. Exactly. Uh, 407-916-1041, Ask the attorney with Tom Luca. Here's another question I have for you related to that one specifically, and then we'll get to a couple of phone calls. Um, when it, when you're on videotape, like these kids were on videotape, and it's pretty sure that you're going to get busted, do you, do you run, do you then run to your attorney? Um, do you, what do you do in that case? I don't even know. Or do you run from the law? I mean, when you're on videotape, where do you go from there? Whenever you run from the law, you always it's always the worst thing to do. Mm-hmm. Two reasons. Number one, it puts you in greater danger because the law officers know that you're a dangerous guy, and when they chase you down, they're going to treat you as a dangerous killer. Mm-hmm. And you might end up getting hurt or shot very easily. Secondly, when, uh, secondly, when you run, it indicates a measure of guilt that, hey, I know I'm in trouble. I know I did something really bad. As opposed to if they stayed on the scene and then got arrested there, they, there might be some kind of insanity defense that you could play. That you know, and, and that's what I'm anticipating in these kind of in this case is that these kids are probably going to if their if their attorneys are I mean really that's their only defense it seems is that they must have some kind of psychological or you know psychotic have some kind of psychotic episode which forced them to do this or which in which they thought that they were doing the right thing by beating these men. To death and half to death, respectively. What are the chances we're going to see the uh, Grand Theft Auto video game defense or something like that? See, there is really no Grand Theft Auto video defense. Okay. <laughs> That's something that TV has created. That would not fly in any courtroom that I've ever been in, and to any judge that would allow that, I, I think, would be somewhat suspect. There, the fact that someone is is more violent than someone else because of a video game or because of some external thing is is not allowed. The only way you can excuse conduct, uh, at least criminally, is through some kind of internal problem, meaning an, a, a disease of the mind or body, which causes you to do certain acts. Any kind of external stimuli is not admissible to excuse any kind of acts. So, tell me what you'd say in this situation, uh, Tom Luca. Me, J-Dubs, I walk into the offices of Tom Luca and say, Dude, 
I just beat the hell out of some homeless guys. I might might have killed one of them. But what do you what do you say to me at that point? At that point, I tell you to not make to not say anything else. Okay. And then I would then take you directly to a doctor, to a psychologist, to a, to a psychiatrist. And I would make sure that that psychiatrist asked you questions about your mental state mm-hmm. to find out whether you did or have ever suffered from any kind of mental defect or you were a subject of some kind of abuse that could have triggered some sort of flashback that might have manifested itself at the moment when you just went basically crazy and hurt somebody like that. I, looking at this case, because th- uh, this one is one that I'm fascinated about because it just seems to be out of such cold blood. Uh, murder, essentially. There's probably no chance of these kids walking completely. I think as a defense attorney in criminal law like you are, Tom, the best you can hope for is just not getting them life, maybe? Or, or at least... well, in, in this, the best you might be able to hope for is the death. I mean, this is a death penalty case. If I'm a prosecutor, mm-hmm. I would seriously consider the death penalty on this particular, Ooh. on these two guys. For these kids, wow. All right, ask the attorney with Tom Luca, 407-916-1041, He does take your criminal uh, questions, all questions, but he specializes in criminal law, having been a, a former prosecutor, LucaLaw.com, L-U-K-A-Law.com, or his office uh, number is 407-895-8887. Imagine what's going through these kids' head. All right, we're going to go out tonight, have a little fun, take the baseball bats. We'll go uh, smash in some, uh, s- you know, something inanimate. Well, there's a couple homeless people there. Let's hit them a few times. I don't know. I, yeah, that's what you got to think uh, as the as a defense attorney at and, some point. And now they could be staring at the death penalty right. over that. Right. When really you should have just stay at home and play video games. Mm-hmm. Let's go to a ladies first in the hideout. Alex in Orlando, you're next up. What do you got, Alex? Hi, how are you guys doing? All right, what do you got? Hi, Tom. Um, I recently read that um, in relation to the school shooting that the boy's father um, pleaded with the cops um, in order to go in and speak with him, and the cops denied that request. So I was wondering if that was for safety reasons, um, thinking that the boy did have a real gun and he might have turned it on his father, or if that's something that is going to be a lawsuit because the father uh, claims that he could have talked his son out of it. Well, whether he could have, uh, Alex, thanks for the question. It's actually a very good question. Whether his father could have talked him out of it or not was could not have been ascertained at that point. It was just as likely that the his father could have been an added hostage mm-hmm. or would have, or could have gotten shot by his son, just as likely as he could have talked his son down out of it. I, in that kind of situation, the police were are usually definitely in the right to not let anyone, father, son, priest, whatever, into the system, into a dangerous situation because it will only complicate it for both the 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 police and the kid. Seeing his father might have actually pushed him, might have pushed him over the edge. They don't know that either. So you got to look at it that way. All right, so that's the other thing too. The movies just lie to you. I see all these movies with Denzel Washington where he's the uh, the guy <laughs> who's uh, talking everybody out in the hostage situations, and they're bringing over wives and kids and the whole thing. And that just would never happen. I feel lied to, Dubs. But here's the thing: why why would they ever put anybody in a more dangerous situation? I mean, it, it would just be ridiculous to uh, say, okay. There's a guy with a gun. Here, why don't you come over and talk to him? And you are not armed, and you don't have a uh, a jacket on or anything. You are just there, easily to be shot. 
407-916-1041, Jack and Kissimmee, you're in the hideout on Road Radio. What do you got, Jack? Uh, yeah, I wanted to know, uh, I heard that if you're shoplifting from a store, that the employees of the store can't detain you, that they have to wait for a police officer to get there. Is that true? Well, uh, th- th- it, depends on the, it depends on the circumstances, and it usually depends on the... The uh, the circumstance well it basically depends on the theft. If they they have the right to retain their property, meaning that if you they can come up to you and say that you don't you know you can't take that property, give me that back that property. If you don't give that property back, then yes, they have the right to detain you. If you have left the store, however, there is a there are, there are there's a a theory of law that goes both ways. One that if you're outside the store, they have no right to detain you. But just as long, just there's also an equal thought that you they can, and it's pretty much split down the middle. And it's really up to the judge to make that call. I wouldn't bet on the fact that the that if the if you try to run, that these guys won't chase you down and tackle you and you know to get their property back. Is, is there if they did chase you down and tackle you, could they almost be liable for some sort of assault, or is that okay? Not if you were really shoplifting. Yeah, that's what I was about to ask. Maybe, what if you didn't? If you uh, did have not anything. shoplift, then yes, you are. They absolutely have no right to detain you. And if they do detain you, you have a claim of, of false imprisonment. And if they tackle you, you have a t- claim of battery, and then whatever damages arise out of that. Ask the attorney with Tom Luca, uh, LUKALaw.com. The office phone number is 407-895-8887. We talk to him every Monday night and ask the attorney. And also, too, he's our legal expert. So anytime during the week that we have something going down as far as uh, legal issues are concerned, we always like to check in with him. Tom, we appreciate it as usual. Hey, no problem. Thank you, buddy. There he is, Tom Luca. Uh, attorney at law, LucaLaw.com. It's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. All right, welcome back into the Hideout Row Radio 104.1, live on a Monday night. 407-916-1041, 888-978-1041-STAR-1041 if you have a singular wireless phone. All right, Dubs, because it's MLK Day, has decided mm-hmm. that he's not going to say anything racist, which is the bulk of his comedy. Well, you know, uh, everybody else gets to take the day off. Why can't I? So It's a dark day. So you um, you have decided though mm-hmm. that instead you were let us know that you're having a racist thought. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's only fair. And you have decided to say a key phrase. Zippity do that. Now, according to Chunks, this is actually a racist phrase. I mean, what were you saying? Um, it, the phrase comes from a movie called Song of the South that Disney made a, a long time ago. I think in '46. It's actually about a slave, uh, Uncle Remus, who tells, like, kids stories and stuff. But he's a slave, but the way it's, uh, the way they uh, show it on TV is that he doesn't care and everything's all dandy. And it's actually impossible to find because it offended so many African Americans. I've never heard of this. No. I didn't know that. I thought it was from, like, another children's movie or something. I'd never even heard of like I, this angle of it before. Yeah, I've never even heard this version of the song. What was the one that we were used to growing up and listening to? I don't know. I, was it from like Snow White or... Uh, was it Mary Poppins? Mary, maybe, maybe it was Mary Poppins. Because I didn't know it was originally from a movie in 47, yeah. you said, Chunks? Yeah, 1946. How song did you know song. about this? 
they had it. They've had it on TV specials and stuff before, and it's a really hard movie to find. And you know, you hear about Zippity Doodah and then where it comes from. And there's a ride at Disney, I think, the Brer, the Brer Patch ride. That's all from Song of the South, Brer Rabbit and Brer Brer, whatever they're called. It's all from the same I have no movie. Idea you're talking about now. Yeah. I am completely lost. Briar. Yeah, yeah. They throw. I guess uh, the, they throw animals into a briar patch. Okay. It's very confusing. All right. Four zero seven nine one six one zero four one triple eight nine seven eight one zero four one star one zero four one on your singular wireless phone. Yeah, Matt Albert. Matt Albert, by the way, who has moved down, living with me now. Yeah. Was the movie by any chance called Me One Free? Uh no. That was the Green Mile. Me One Free Ball. Ball. Can I have some chicken balls? Just leg. I have not. I have not seen that. Little grease all over my mouth, boss. Come on, boss. I have not seen that movie. Shine your shoes, boss. Want to play catch with me, boss? He doesn't really. He doesn't really say that, does he? Is that really what he said? Mile? Yeah. No. That's not about chicken. Trouble with you. Stop already, you son of a bitch. Just because you were black does not. Eggplant, boss. Just doesn't mean that you have free reign. All right, Dale and Claremont, you're in the hideout. What do you got, Dale? Hey, how's it going, guys? What up, brother? Yeah, that that movie, they act, Disney actually took it off of their uh, their rotation. They don't play it anymore. Um, it was it's available in Europe, but uh, yeah, they actually do not play it anymore because it offended so many people. No. That's the uh, the movie with Br'er Rabbit and uh, and and all those characters that you don't see anymore. Now, was was that song used in a different movie? Because I don't remember seeing Song of the South. Uh, but I know I've, no, I've not heard that. The- it was that was the only movie. Uh, as a matter of fact, you think of like Splash Mountain at Disney. Mm-hmm. That's what that ride is based off of. I had no idea. All yeah. right, thank you, Dale. I appreciate no problem, the info, man. brother. Uh, 407-916-1041, I'm thinking, what movie did I see it in? Maybe I did see it when I was really young. Uh, that, How that movie? I mean, I if you had the Disney Channel and everything in the 80s, maybe they still played it. Right. They play it on a lot of those movies. Like they throw it in in the previews and stuff like that, and we're talking about things that 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 are going on Disney Disneyland or whatever. So I mean, you could hear it subliminally. Hear it how? Huh? I tried to use a big word. I'm sorry. It won't happen again. No, go ahead and say it again. Subliminally, Malie. You're a retard. Yeah, pretty much. Calvin and Lake Wales, you're in the hideout on Real Radio. What do you got, Calvin? Yeah, that song, Zippity Doodah, mm-hmm. it did originate from the Song of the South. That's where it was first pr- produced. Yeah. And uh, the movie is based on, if you like, if you remember, like, Tar Baby, which is the uh, Brer Rabbit deals with the Tar Baby, which is just a bunch of tar made up by Brer Fox and Brer oh, Rabbit. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, Tar Baby, Jesus. Oh, uh, yeah, like, they throw the Tar Babies into the Briar Patch. What? Yeah, they, they At- yeah. Actually, what it is, is uh, Br'er Rabbit, the whole Briar Patch thing was uh, Br'er Fox and Br'er Bear always tried to eat the rabbit. Well, he would always tell them, you do whatever you want to me, just don't throw me into the Briar Patch. And they'd always end up throwing him into the Briar Patch. Ah, yeah. I have have no recollection of this, and I didn't know, Dubs. So did you secretly pick a slave song on this to... To signify that I, you weren't going to be racist? I didn't know this is it was a Slayer song. I totally I thought it was from like Mary Poppins or something. Your new phrase should be "swing low, sweet chariot." Just you know, just 
Go with that. Working in a coal mine. Going down, down, down. Working in a coal mine. <laughs> Eric in D.C., you're in the hideout on Real Radio. Down. Hey, what's up, boys? Good to hear you. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Hey, um, I actually have that uh, that uh, movie. I have it on my computer. You can't find it anywhere. That one guy was right. But um, I actually have it. It's not a great copy, but um, everything that they're saying, I mean, that's where the, uh, the song came from. Uh, you got Uncle Remus, uh, the uh, slave man talking like, you know, like everybody, you know, like, just like... Um, Matt Albert was? Matt Albert was, exactly. Oh, my... And, uh, I, I didn't... And, I feel like I what was in the and I Eric I appreciate it. Thank you for listening on Real Radio.fm up in DC. Who knew Zippity Doo was a uh, a slave song? And then it kind of reminds you too of like the old school cartoons that you watched that somehow were oh, yeah. incredibly racist. Like uh, what was the one with the two crows? Oh, uh, Foghorn Leghorn? No, no, no Heckle a, was it Heckle and Jekyll? Uh, it might have been. It might have been Heckle and Jekyll, but yeah, there are two crows that like they're almost like the uh, the characters they used for the Black Crows. The, uh, the right, but they were uh, uh, cartoon characters for kids. I remember seeing this one cartoon. It was of ants, two rival ant colonies. A red ant and a black ant were walking towards each other. The black ant says, "Hey, red," and the red ant says, "Hey, darky." I'm like, "Oh, you can say that on Nickelodeon?" Uh, are I you saw serious? That when I was eight. I was like, I said that. I, <laughs> I told you- I told my mom. She was like, "What?" And then you got to think too of like the Three Stooges. Mm-hmm. When you go back and you watch the Three Stooges, and it's just a mammy and pappy kind of thing. Oh, yeah. If it's black people, those are bad. Oh, also, even uh, like the Little Rascals in our gang, they were they had some racist stuff going on there. And what was there was another kind of mainstream cartoon as well, other than the one with the two crows. Al Jolson. Oh no, that was in a cartoon. I don't know if it's, uh, it was like a mainstream cartoon, but I remember like a Shirley Temple once where she painted oh. herself black. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? To like escape something. <laughs> I do remember that. Oh, she hid in a dark room. Jimmy Jam says that that movie won an Oscar. <laughs> Ted, that it's, song. That, that song won an Oscar? Yeah, dude. Oh, my God. What, in 47? Yeah, around there, yeah. Oh, sweet Jesus. Uh, Rochelle and Coco, you're in the high down real radio. Ladies first. What do you got, Rochelle? I used to watch that movie when I was little, like when I was about six or seven. It was mm-hmm. actually one of my favorite movies. And I asked my parents a couple of years ago, like, why I couldn't find it anywhere. And then they told me it was about a slave. And I had no idea. <laughs> but I remembered, like, you know, it had the black guy, like, running around with a bunch of kids. Now, like, was, was area, he... Like, singing songs and stuff. And what, I just thought it was the best thing ever. Was he singing to, like, a cartoon bird or something? Yeah, there was, like, a cartoon, like, owl thing that yeah. would sing along stuff with you. It was the coolest thing ever. I remember we just used to run it all the time. Now, so I was just so fascinated with it. Now, if you went back and watched it today, and I guess you'd have to try to remember what it was, though, would you just sit there and think, oh, my God, this is so wrong. I kind yeah. of feel bad for enjoying this as a kid, but then again, how did I know? Yeah, exactly. Like, that's how I, I'm thinking about it now. I'm thinking about, like, all the stuff I was seeing, you know, and I'm just like, man... They really did, like, like no, none of the kids knew, you know? Like, nobody had any clue. Right. I thank you, Rochelle. And then the other thing you got to wonder, too, is this part of that, quote-unquote, institutional, like, hidden racism thing that, as kids, were brought up to look at the slavery, ho-hum, it's fine, it's no big deal, and we're like, ah, oh, yeah, it was, you know... Just a little work. Yeah, yeah. internship. <laughs> Do you remember when Bugs Bunny would almost dress up like Aunt Jemima? Yeah. All right, see, I'm telling you, especially those old school yeah. Looney Tunes. With the bandana over his head. Uh-huh. Uh, and he'd be, uh, he'd put the big lipstick on and everything and be, uh, sweeping. Um, I don't think it's Dumbo. Was it? 
You remember when I see an elephant fly and they were all, you know, the crows and Dumbo? That was the crows. They were in Dumbo. Yeah. Yeah. They were, yeah, you know, they had the stereotypical, like, voices. and they, but, I, but there was also a cartoon set. Was think, it the same guys? I think it was the same, the same crows and the same type uh, of characters. I got to know the name of these guys. 407 916 1041 I've seen a horse fly. It's a hideout. Real radio 104.1. <laughs> All right, welcome back into the hideout. Real radio 104.1. It is El Jefe and J Dubs. Funniest night show in America. Best nighttime entertainment in Orlando. Your chance to be a part of it. 407 916 Congratulations to Wes Cruz of Kissimmee. He is also qualified to take the MSF Basic Rider course with me at Orlando Harley-Davidson. Coming up Thursday, we'll draw three winners to take the class. The mornings of January 23rd through the 25th. You get qualified at a quarter past the hour every night here in the hideout. So two more qualifications this evening. One at 9.15 and another one at 10.15. Of all the qualifiers, three will be taking the class with me. Uh, ladies first in the hideout, so we've got a Dora in Orlando. What do you got, Dora? Hi there. Hi. How are you doing this evening? All right. What do you got? Um, I wanted to talk about the stories, Uncle Remus stories. Um, the stories of Br'er Rabbit and Br'er Bear are actually old African-American folk tales, um, historically speaking, about how the black man outsmarts the white man. All right, so maybe it's so it's not it, racist it is, then. It's not racist. Its roots are not racist. They're actually African American folk tales that were passed along and told as stories. Um, I learned about this in college years ago, um, and um, so it's not tech, the source and where they got all of the stories and the inspiration is not technically racist, but it could look racist today. It's the same thing like with Al Jolson um, wearing blackface mm-hmm. and minstrel shows and all the old kind of. Um, theater that used to be in the past, it was completely okay for a white person to dress up like a black person and impersonate them. It wasn't considered racist then, but now, in, pers- in the other perspective, yes, it is. It looks racist now. Uh, the only thing about that back then, though, is the fact that it was just all, like, just the worst negative stereotypes ever. Yeah. With the Al Jolson stuff. Yeah. I uh, don't wear white gloves. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they don't make gloves that fit you. Um... All right, four zero seven nine one six one zero four. All right, let's talk to uh, Michael and Coco. Michael, you really take a uh, animation history class? Yeah, I did. It was awesome. All right. Probably the easiest class I've taken in all college. Oh, that's cool. Uh, what, what did you learn? Did you learn anything about this or maybe even old-style cartoons that possibly yeah, were racist? Well, you're right about Heckle and Jekyll. Heckle and called. Jekyll. That's what it was. Yeah. I knew now, it was Heckle and Jekyll. Were they always smoking a big cigar, too, and drinking uh, out of the, uh, the barrel that had the XXX on it? No, they had they had cigars, dude, and they hung out in alleys. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And they so. they're jazz guys. Yeah. Oh but man. About, about Song of the South, though. Right. Um. Somehow our professor got a hold of it, so we got to watch most of it. Dude, it is. I mean, it's not like that. You know, it's not. We wouldn't consider it racist now, but I guess looking back at it, whatever. Right. But um, there's like scenes where he's just talking to a bunch of white kids, and you know, he's telling them a story, and he's like, "Well, I've got to go." And then he throws the <laughs> over his shoulder and, like, whistles and, you know, oh. gets away. Oh, boy. Uh-huh. All right. Now, somebody, and thank you for the uh, info, Michael. Somebody's telling me they they can get a copy of this if we want to do a hideout screening. Yes. Feets don't fail me now. <laughs> Whistle while you work. <laughs> I think that's something that Heckle and Jekyll would always say, too. The whistle while you work thing. Uh, I think that was the uh, Seven Dwarfs, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Dubs and I were just talking about how bad Dumbo, I mean, really was. When you think about it, they're drinking out of a jug, like, with the, the three X's on it, and they were always just getting hammered and trying, you know, smoking cigars and stuff. And they did a funny dance, too, I guess. Yeah, you know, for some reason in cartoons, whenever they, uh, the old school cartoons, whenever they did the uh, the black dancing, it would be, uh, they'd be running their hands down like this, yeah. and, like kind of, kind of like they're working a uh, one of those uh, hand carts on a rail system. Right. Uh, Diana, ladies first in the hideout in Orlando. What do you got, Diana? Hey, man, you guys are talking about zippity doo dah. Mm-hmm. Right. Let me tell you, it's, they also sang that song in the movie The Jungle Book. Disney did The uh, Jungle Book. Ah, yes. Oh, that even kind of a little racist <laughs> if you think about it. Oh boy. Yeah, yeah. The Jungle Book. That's the another original where the movie, where the song came from. And I right, thank you, Danny. I appreciate that info. I, You're I, welcome. I knew it was something because I know I haven't seen that movie that you guys are talking about. I've seen it though. I've seen uh, both. The Jungle Book, because I remember well, the black sure, guy. They, they show it every MLK Day in Fowlerville schools. I saw it in Fowlerville, Fowlerville uh, Elementary School. This is what they're all like. That's what they, <laughs> <laughs> they can be nice. <laughs> all right, Lester Big Hands. Going back to old cartoons that we used to watch that He's maybe were man. racist. Um, he says, "Remember Tom and Jerry's owner, the black lady." Oh yeah. And that she was um, what you call it? She was just, I, I don't know what her gimmick was. Do you remember what her thing Yeah, was? they would only show her feet. Mm-hmm. Like, it would only show and her she was feet. Like, and she had, like, uh, the, the... The maid dress almost? The like. maid dress all the time. And, and she it would only fat. show the, Yeah, and it would only show the bottom of her feet uh, through the, ma- uh, the maid dress. All right. I, and I even think about it, too, and I know you guys like to play the drop occasionally, but Speedy Gonzalez was also a racist cartoon. Oh, yeah, and... Uh, it was? Lupo Rodriguez? You ever seen him? Oh yeah, his cousin. Kind of this, really that slow. was hilarious. I saw it the other day. Oh, I'm like, thinking of you. What the hell, <laughs> man? Like, he does talk like that. Who? You? Stop. Hey man. Four zero seven nine one six. One zero four one triple eight nine seven eight one zero four one. Clay in Orlando, you're in the hideout. What do you got, Clay? All right, dude. This is the most racist movie I've ever seen. Song of the South is horrible, dude. There's a part in it. Where the little kids, the the black guy gets done telling them the stories, mm-hmm. and they look at him, and they tell him that he tells the best stories in the entire United States of Georgia. <laughs> what the hell? Dude, I have a copy of this movie. I got this off of eBay for ten bucks. Do you want to bring it up for a hideout screening so we can watch it on the air? Dude, I'll bring it whenever you guys need me to. All right, hold on. We're gonna get your information. Hold on, Clay. Okay. I got a little bit more information about the actual movie. And one of the taglines is, we're heading for the laughing place. <laughs> That's one of the taglines. I'm not kidding you, dude. That's what it says on, uh, on IFDB. And the plot summary is, Uncle Remus draws upon his tales of Br'er Rabbit to help little Johnny deal with his confusion over his parents' separation. Oh, I had no idea. And We're here, going on a learning trip. <laughs> and here Dubs is, uh, I'm going to not be racist today. I'm going to sing zippity-doo-dah whenever I have a racist thought. <laughs> Good idea. Hey, I didn't know. Ladies first in the hideout, Valerie in Merritt Island. What do you got, Valerie? Oh, I just wanted to let you guys know, my husband and I, we collect a lot of old stuff from Disney and all, and we got a copy of the Br'er Rabbit Golden Book, and it's got the little record that goes along with it. And we figured we better grab it because somebody's not going to be selling it soon. But one of the words that I think everybody uses 
that we don't really think about is cotton picking. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, uh, you know, because I, I I said this. What are some of those phrases or words? And that's a good one, Valerie. Wait, a cotton, yeah, my mom used to always say, "You're out of your cotton picking mind." Or wait, a cotton picking minute. Uh, Foghorn <laughs> Leghorn would always say, "Wait, a cotton picking minute." You're right. Yeah. All right. So there's cotton. I thought that was the KFC guy. No, no. no. Oh, are you sure? All right, now Dubs. Fried chicken. Cotton picking. <laughs> the crispy chicken. Uh, minute. I think master bedroom is another one. Like people commonly go around when they're looking at a house, and the realtors just say, "Here's the master bedroom." Now, master bedroom, I've always thought uh, had some uh, obvious slave, you know, tones to it. Uh, this mighty white of you. <laughs> My dad used to say that all the time, and that the the whole thing though that's not a put down. No, because no. mighty wide of you means oh that was kind. Yeah, so, exactly. So, so somehow that's what you guys get stuck with. Uh, it's mighty wide of you. That's not uh, being stuck with anything. Four zero seven nine one six one zero four one triple eight nine seven eight one zero four. Growing up in Fowlerville, Michigan, uh, there were many racist uh, terms you'd use for different things, and which I didn't know were racist. Until growing up and wait and saying, wait a minute, those little black nuts in the mixed nuts aren't entos? <laughs> what do you into? Oh, you mean the N word? Yeah, the N word. The uh, everybody would call those little. I can't remember what kind of nuts they were, but they were entos. I'm oh in, yeah, I know I'm what you're talking I'm about. In, no, I'm in shock. I don't even know what the hell you're talking about, and I'm Has in shock. Has anybody else ever heard that yeah, before? Yeah, no, I have, Dubs. It's uh, God, I want to say, uh, I want to say, not walnuts. No. Little black nuts. Like uh, they were actually kind of bigger. You had to uh, crack them. Of course, they're bigger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, like that's, where, that's where inferiority comes in at. Right. They were bred that way. Four zero seven nine one. Did it also have an extra bone in its? <laughs> In the bread, <laughs> they were harder to crack. <laughs> Matt and Kissimmee, you're in the hideout on Road Radio. What do you got, Matt? Hey guys, what's up? Yo, bro. That lady earlier that said about uh, the songs of the South being like the African uh, folk tales or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she said it right. It was actually like slave folk tales. Yeah, right, right. like that thing with the laughing place. The older slaves would tell the younger slaves that the field that they worked in was the laughing place and tell them stories out there. To keep their mind off of the work they were doing. Oh God! Wow! Jesus. So that's how that's, it changed. That's so sad. Uh, Another thing. Uh huh. You there? Yeah. Go ahead, buddy. When I was in college, I took a political history class, right? Mm-hmm. Another easy course, but <laughs> you ever see the kids walking around with the one pant leg rolled up? Oh yeah, of course. I even did it. All right. Yeah. <laughs> now white kids walk around with the one pant leg rolled up. Where that actually started was the Black Panthers used to roll one pant leg up, and it meant one step ahead of the white man. Uh, I didn't know about that. I never heard of that one before, Matt. Thanks. I thought L. Kuja started that. Yeah. I didn't know about that. I've, I've got a little transcript, I guess, from the song in the South and the wonderful Tar Baby story, but mm-hmm. I can't. I'm having trouble. Like, re, did you want me to try and read a little bit of Should it? Should we have Matt read it just because he's the black guy in the room? Uh, yeah. If you want to, I'll I tell you. There's two. There's the boy, and then there's Uncle Remus. So I guess I'll be the boy. Okay. Right, we'll take. Have a, you guys acted out? It's the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. All right. Welcome back into the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. Coming up in uh, right, just about 15 minutes, your chance to win some more prizes at the Hideout Door Prize Blowout. And whose weekend was it? 407-916-1041. Let's run through these phone calls real fast. We're talking about the racist, like, I guess. Cartoons you didn't know about 
uh, when you were growing up. Just racist things when you're young, you didn't understand really were racist, and now looking back at them. And even some of the words now too that are just kind of part of everyday vernacular that were that were rooted in the racism. Um, Jennifer, ladies first in the hideout. Jennifer in Lakeland. What do you got, Jennifer? Yeah, well, um, the movie that you're talking about, Song of the South, was actually uh, done after the book by Joel Chandler Harris, and it wasn't specifically meant to be, you know, terribly racist. It was just how the times were. Not, yeah, like, not a lot of stuff was meant to be that racist. They looked at it then, and they would say, oh, this is fine, but when you look at, back at it now, it definitely uh, brought up some things and uh, kind of uh, subjected people to uh, stereotypes. Let's go to uh, Lenny and Daltona here in the hideout on Real Radio. What do you got, Lenny? Hey, hideout. How's it going, guys? Hey, yep. there, brother. I got a couple things for you. The first thing, those nuts you couldn't think of, those mm-hmm. are Brazil nuts. Yes, Brazil nuts. Yeah, I, uh, I grew up the same way. That's what they were referred to. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that, you know, you grow up, just you don't even think about it. And as I got older, I got to thinking, man, you know, it, it really was kind of bigoted. But I tell you, I was in my early 20s. I made a trip up north. I went to Illinois. Mm-hmm. And I tell you what, you talk about more racial slurs and more oh, bigots yeah. up north than they have in the south. I, I was amazed. I was absolutely amazed. It's unbelievable. You think, you know, uh, when, when people talk about the north, you think it's very, you know, liberal and whatever. Right. It's not. It's very... It is not. And as a matter of fact, northerners during the time of slavery actually owned more slaves and house servants than Southerners did. Yeah, here's and Lenny, here's something too. I've said this before. When I was in Texas, growing up in Texas, um, I would go through the backwoods of Texas or mm-hmm. go on those long trips through West Texas, and it the '90s, you know, '80s, and I kind of knew what was going on, and I, like, it was racist, but it wasn't so bad for me just because you know we as Mexicans were kind of taking over Texas at the time. But when I got to Mid Michigan. I had never been so scared as to when I was in mid-Michigan, uh, where Dubs is from, mm-hmm. as far as the racism is concerned. The, the, the backwoods of mid-Michigan scared me way more than the backwoods of the South and Texas did. Well, you got, you got racism, uh, coupled with cabin fever from people being stuck inside all winter long, where they're just going nuts. And you gotta look at Michigan too. I mean, specifically Michigan. Michigan is an incredibly segregated state. Oh yeah, like uh, the one of the blackest cities in America, Detroit. And Flint. Next, yeah, next to the whitest city in uh, Michigan, Livonia. There's more white people in uh, like per like as a ratio in Livonia, which is right next to Detroit, uh, than there is anywhere else in the United States. Let's go to Allen and Longwood. You're in the hideout on Row Radio. Hey, speaking like Doug was speaking, I got—I grew up in Southeast D.C. I was the only white kid there, and I grew up watching Bugs Bunny. Mm-hmm. Well, what about Yosemite Sam? Didn't he used to always go around saying, "Hey, you cotton-picking fools"? Yep. Yeah, he, and that actually now not... picture me going to school, going to school saying, "You cotton-picking <laughs> fools." Thank God it wasn't known back then in Southeast D.C. <laughs> right, you're right. Thank you, you Alex. Good night, man. You wait too. one rootin' tootin' minute, you cotton-picking fool. Because, um. As far as that's concerned, you know, I even went to Texas Tech University where Yosemite Sam is our uh, mascot. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, basically Yosemite Sam for the Texas Tech. He's the mascot. Well, I'm glad in the hideout we've come to the point where now we can say the N-bomb. What are you talking about? We got Matt here. No. Isn't that our uh, 
Are it's freebie? not. No, it's not a. Matt is not a free inward bomb I'm, card. I'm not Why a permission is he slip. Then? Why is he here then? Because he's funny and he's I, fat. I, huh? This wasn't in the contract. That's not how it was sold to me in chunks. Okay, no, this no. Just because Matt is here doesn't mean that it's a free in bomb card. All right, all right. Just three a show. No, you I'm don't. not a free end pass. <laughs> Just for three. I'm not saying all the time. I'm not gonna say it every. No, it's, it's not gonna happen, dude. Hmm. I'm not, not gonna let you ration the n word. <laughs> Keith, and Kissimmee, you're in the hideout. What it's do you not got? Peaches. What do you got, Keith? Hey, good evening, everyone. Yo. Hey, when I, yeah, I remember when I was growing up in, in 1980s, as recent as it was, you know, the Transformers were on. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. There was there was one of those robots that you could tell was done by an African American, and it always spoke in rhymes. Was this Transformer a Cadillac? Oh my god. <laughs> it was it was a Delta eighty eight with great wheels named Leon Titus. Four oh seven nine one six one oh four one triple eight nine seven eight one oh four one. Uh Stamper and Bear Lake, what do you got, dude? Hey, what's going on, hot out? Hey brother. Hey, I just want to say real quick, first, that last guy that called him Brazil nuts, he's a racist. Us Brazilians have big nuts. Oh, come on. <laughs> so they were big. They're they're actually called Silvers. The reason I know is because I was like seven, and the lady that watched us was black, and we were hanging out at her family's house, and I see them laying in that tray, and I was like, oh, Entos, I love those. Oh, you oh, got to, dude, you got to be Silver. kidding. Well, maybe maybe they're wearing sandals, and they kind of... <laughs> stop, stop. No, I'm serious. Maybe, they, uh, maybe they're like... Oh, hey, that's how he's raised. He likes feet. He's, oh, uh, I see what you're saying. Nail, not a shell, huh? <laughs> oh my goodness! And then what did you say they were called? Dover? No, they're Filberts. Filberts. Yeah. All right, never heard of that. I think they're called Brazil nuts too. I'm pretty sure. I've always been told, yeah, that they're actually Brazil nuts. Oh boy. Jeff, you're in the hot on the radio. What do you got, Jeff? Guys, how you doing? Hey there, brother. Uh, a couple of uh, phrases. First of all, you are Brazil not I used to be a produce manager. Mm. Uh, a couple of phrases to throw at you is uh, blacker than the ace of spades. Ah, uh, yeah. Black and, as the ace of spades, yep. Uh, being of Italian uh, descent, uh, when I was younger, we used to throw around the word muli, which is uh, Italian for uh, for eggplant. Mm-hmm. I, and I remember the uh, I remember hearing that. And what was it? Eddie Murphy raw yeah. or delirious? Yeah. Raw. Mouillon. And also, I, as a as a goof, and it didn't turn out to be a goof when I was uh, younger. I went as a goof. We went to uh, a, a black Baptist church. No. And let me tell you, man, I had so much fun at this church. <laughs> we were singing inside the church. We went outside the church. We were singing. And I wound up going back several more times, man. I had a great time there. I would have to say, if I had to go to church, the black church is by far the best one to go. The you, white church is so uh, repressed and uh, proper, and it really doesn't, you know... You're there to be shamed, essentially. Yeah, basically. But instead, you know, in a lot of black churches, you're there to celebrate Your the, love goodness, God, yeah, yeah. the goodness of the Lord, as opposed to going and sitting there and be told how awful you are. Uh, Destro, buddy Destro, moving to the front of the line, hat out heretic. What do you got, Destro? What up, fellas? How y'all doing tonight? Yeah, all right, brother. Hey, what's going on, Matt? Hey. All right, basically, uh, cartoon I thought was racist when I was coming up was Captain Planet. 
All right, now we all know that, you know, we as black people, we're faster than everybody. We, <laughs> we jump higher. We do all that stuff, that good stuff. And we also kick ass better than anybody else, too. All right, now they had all those, you know, good attributes like fire and water, all that strong stuff, you know. Yep. But the one black guy on there, they gave him the power of heart. Yeah, what heart. Actually. Yeah, what the hell is that? I mean, we embody all those those other attributes, the fire and all that stuff, but they give him heart. I mean, I think that's really racist. They were keeping the black man down. I gave him. I, I, now, I never followed Captain now, Planet. Now, what was the power of heart? I can't remember the power of heart. It did uh, I remember the I remember the Chinese kid had a power over all the animals. Uh, the uh, girl had the power over. I can't remember what the girl had the power over. Basically, Hart meant that he was, was gay. It water? I mean, he he had, he had the power to be gay. That's what it was. <laughs> Thank you, Testro. It's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. All right, welcome back into the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. Normally at this time we're doing the Hideout Door Prize Blowout. We're gonna push that back though, just to continue to talk about this. Uh, 407-916-1041, We'll do the hideout door prize blowout and whose weekend was it um, here in a few minutes. Uh, talking about those old movies or cartoons or even phrases that looking back on it now or even kind of re-looking at the world were just uh, rooted from racism. And you didn't really uh, realize it when you were a kid. Yeah, you couldn't really comprehend it then. Let's go to uh, Thad, who's in his car in the hideout. We got Thad. Hey, what's up? I just want to bring up uh, the Tijuana Toads. Do you remember those guys? I think it was like like Pancho and Rodriguez. Oh, yeah, you know, typical Mexican stereotype frog. I'd never even heard of the 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 frog thing. I just knew about Speedy Gonzalez. What was what was their angle? You don't remember, it, it was like the same guys who did uh, the Ant the Aardvark and uh, Rocky and Bullwinkle show. You know, they made the Tijuana Toads. Oh, wow, like, I don't hey, remember the Tijuana Toads. Oh, hey, Rodrigo, and they just like lay around all day. Oh, <laughs> wait a second, you know what, I think now that yes, you... Yes, now that you did the uh, impression. Now that you did the impression, I think I actually do remember it. <laughs> that was mighty wide of you for bringing that up. <laughs> Appreciate it. We're going to have to bring that one back. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, who's been on hold the next one? People have been waiting a long, long time. Let's go to uh, Vernon on 535. What do you got, Vernon? Yeah, hi, guys. How you doing? Well, uh, nice to see, speak to you. Thank I you. I just, want, just wanted to sort of like put a, a, a cap on some of the stuff. I mean, sometimes I find it's very easy when you're talking about racism to see racism, racism where it doesn't necessarily exist. Okay. Um, case in point, you, you were talking earlier on about master bedrooms and assuming that it automatically falls into, like, the slavery context. I come from England. You can probably tell from the accent. We have master bedrooms over there. And you guys have slaves over there, too. Yeah. <laughs> nowhere near the sort of like to degree that, that the slavery that existed over, over here at that time, I think. But they were Irish, yeah. though, right? Not black. <laughs> uh, no, not really. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's, sometimes if you look for racism and bigotry, you'll find it in relatively innocuous and innocent uh, phrases. I think you have to sort of be careful on where you have to stop it. Well, then where would the master bedroom come from if it isn't from a master-slave scenario? I mean, there's a I master mean, and a subservient, unless it was a whole dominatrix thing going back to uh, or the Dark the, Ages. It's the biggest bedroom. I mean... But why would the, why would that be the... Ma- like it, It's just like master control. It's where everything happens, where the, the, the magic happens. And uh, radio is inherently racist, too. Um... Let's go to Brian, who's on OBT. I'd like you to say it to Marconi. Hey, guys. How you doing tonight? What up, dope? 
Hey, not too much, guys. Hey, long-time listener, first-time caller. I got uh, two things for you. I'm first glad this is... topic out of all of them got you to call in, the racist vernacular. Ah, uh, well, you know what's going on. But, <laughs> hey, um, the first thing was uh, I was listening to you guys the other night when the, the guy called in and insulted you guys and said you were horrible, and then, uh, you know, mm-hmm. he, was, he was talking to you guys. And you I wanted to tell you guys that I started listening to you guys, and I, I honestly didn't think you were the best in the world, and I listened more and more, and now I'm hooked on you guys. I listen to you every single night. I appreciate that. So, it takes a little while. You know, yeah, I mean... I, I, I appreciate what you guys do. And the second thing um, was one of the phrases my dad used to say it as a kid, and I never really caught on to it, but... You've heard of Jimmy Rigging, where you kind of come up with... Uh, oh, yeah. And it's Jimmy Rigging, but you replace Jimmy with the N-word. And my mm-hmm. dad used to say that. So just wanted to bring that one up. I don't know if anybody no. said it yet. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Nobody said it yet, but uh, that was one that... And rig it, yep. And then eventually... And then I even feel bad of using variations, where it's Jimmy Rig, Jerry Rig, Yeah. you know? And I'm just like, you know... The very first time I heard that, it stood for something else. I don't really know if I can uh, say any variations thereof. One term where it's about if you spend a lot of money and then all of a sudden you're broke after yeah. getting a lot of money, enrich. Yeah, you're enrich. Yeah. Right. When you just, you know, spend a whole, a hole in your pocket. Or Was something. it the Cash Money Millionaires who did a whole song on that? If that's rap, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Sorry. I don't. I'm sorry I asked you. I don't you. listen to their music. You were course. jamming last night at Snoop Dogg. Well, of course. Um, I think it was the Cash Money Millionaires that did a whole song about I've got I got the freshest clothes and I got the best jewelry, but I got no credit and I live in my mama's basement. I think it was do you I don't Is that Juvenile? I think it was the Cash Money Millionaires. Ghetto Rich or something like that? I think Ghetto was, Fabulous? I don't know. All right, now you're just throwing out phrases. Well, I'm sorry. Uh, Ogre in Ocala. You're in the hideout. What do you got, Ogre? Hey, I just wanted to talk about, you guys are talking about them old cartoons. Mm-hmm. How about those old uh, Bugs Bunny and Popeye cartoons from the from World War II era, the way they portrayed the Japanese and yep. the Germans? Oh, you know, I didn't even think. And the thick, thick glasses. And, uh, I didn't even think about the Japanese angle, and even, too, I think even some Native, Native American uh, stuff that went down in oh, Bugs Bunny. Oh, yeah. They, uh, they, they'll still mess with the Indians. Right. Ow. I didn't even think about it. That's a good way to bring it up, Ogre, a, a nice little variation of the conversation. With the Japanese, there's always the buck teeth, mm-hmm. the squinty eyes, the Coke bottle glasses, and they'd always wear that uh, Japanese soldier hat. It was just, I don't know why, how they got away with it when I look back at it now. Right. Even though... You know, it was back then. Well, we know. were at war and everything, so people... Like and, they were in, and, and they were in camps. What are they going to say? <laughs> Am I right? Right. Losers. <laughs> T.O., you're in the hideout of Road Radio. What do you got, T.O.? Build a bonfire. Hey, guys. I, I got uh, I got two, really. I thought of another good one people don't know about, but uh, the first one I, I have is, uh, you know, the term for, uh, you know, white people that act uh, ghetto fabulous? Now, I, I've actually, I hate that term. Um, that's one of my most hated words. I agree. And I'll say it once just so people know what we're talking about. Wigger. And I've even told people before, mm-hmm. do not use that term because of what it's based out of. To me, it's inherently racist, and I hate the use of that word. Yeah, because it's like, you know, if you're white and you're acting like uh, ghetto fabulous, then what does it mean for a black guy to act ghetto fabulous? You must be thinking of the derivative word. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And this is TL, right? Not TO, right? Yeah. Uh, damn you, Gibbs, with your big fat head. Big fat fingers. Jesus. And what else? What was the other one, TL? <laughs> other one, this is a horrible one that a lot of people don't know the history behind it. But you know the uh, boxer that went versus the uh, the Great White Hope, um, Great White Hope way back in the day? 
the black boxer, I think his name was Libby, mm-hmm. well, he has a patent for a certain mechanical device that people use for a long time. They always called it this, and it's called the monkey wrench. And that's my... Is that real, or are you just making that a is joke? True. I didn't even know about that. I, I don't think T.O. would lie to us. Is the monkey wrench really based out of racism? Now i got to get confirmation, T.O. Thank you. Are you telling and if, me? if the monkey wrench is racist, are the Foo Fighters racist? I'm going to have to say no. I couldn't imagine Dave Grohl being The so. drummer is. He's Taylor? blonde. He has to be. <laughs> too, too, too Aryan for my taste. Uh, 407-916-1041, and Star-1041 on your singular wireless phones. Do we want them to uh, go through some of the Song of the South that they uh, looked up? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it kind of scares me that this is blowing up the phone lines. People just, but we all remember this stuff, and you think about it, it was so innocent when you were growing up. Yeah, retrospectively, looking at it, you're like, wow, how did I not grow up more messed up than I am? All right, Clark Kenton, Daytona, you're in the hideout. What do you got, Clark? Gentlemen, how you doing tonight? Hey there, brother. Uh, well, I got two of them for you. One, I apologize. I'm going to have to geek out to give you the full info. Guy called in about the Transformer before. Mm-hmm. Right. It was voiced by Scatman Crothers. Ah. Ah, okay. And he was a Porsche, I think. But a different one was on the uh, bad guys' side, the Decepticons. They had a uh, a tape deck. A boombox? Oh, yeah, the boombox. I remember the Ghetto Blaster. I had that. Yeah. Well, they had a tape deck, so they had to give the good guys at Autobots a version of it later on, too, which was called Blaster. And it was. It was a ghetto blaster. Mm-hmm. It was a big boombox. The character's name actually was called Blaster. And was it, but was it voiced by a black guy? Oh, yeah. It was <laughs> a big thing. Hey, what's happening? Get down. Shout. I mean, brother, <laughs> you going, I swear to God. Oh, jeez. Oh, I, I, I had the boombox now that I think about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. All right. Thank you. I appreciate it, Clark Kemp. Okay, guys. Oh, boy. Radio Raheem. <laughs> Adam in Orlando, you're in the hideout. What do you got, Adam? Yeah, what's up, man? Just tell you, great show. Thank you. Uh, that song, it's Birdman and uh, Little Wayne. Talking about they have no job. Oh, yeah. They still own the car. And, and is, is it Cash Money Millionaires, though? Yeah, Birdman and Little Wayne. All right, Birdman. All right, we got to see if we got to find that. I think I even yeah, have fine. to. Yeah, fine. It should be in the jukebox. All right, in the jukebox. Yeah, in the back of the hideout, our jukebox. Do you say jukebox or stop? I'm just just making sure. Now, is dancing a jig? Is that a racist term? Yeah, jig, abu. Ah, is that is that really where it comes from? Uh, that's why. That's why. I, I would imagine because because they'll shorten it and say stop stop acting like a jig. Really? I've never I've, heard that I've one. I've never heard it. Well, you are not Frederick. Now, did you ever find it? And I always thought this was uh, crazy. Because when I was even married to a black woman, I would never call her my boo. Oh. But for some reason, that was out there calling, calling your like, especially like in the uh, in the black community. Bugaboo. Call, yeah. Destiny's Child. Like, why are they? Are they and I'm just like, word? aren't you just using a derivative of the word jigaboo? Hey, Chucker. Right. And I'm just, <laughs> what are you doing? I'm like, how are you going to use that as a term of endearment? And I know there's this whole thing about taking back the word and making it your own. And but twi- some of them should just let die because they, they really weren't making a comeback until you started calling yeah. them. Yeah, people were forgetting that. You at least like to think. Yeah. And instead you're going to throw it out there to be yeah. on pop stations everywhere. 
Uh, ladies first in the hideout, Carla and Auburndale. What do you got, Carla? Hey, guys. How are you doing? All right. Um, I grew up in a very small town, still live here, and I grew up hearing people saying that I got, like, you got the black ass, like, if you're lazy. Like, man, I got Whoa, the I've never heard that. <laughs> what? Yeah. When did this start happening? It's common. I hear it all the time. If you're being lazy, you got the black ass, that's what they yeah, called I it? I got the black ass. I'm Jesus Christ. Oh my yeah. goodness! Right. That's pretty blatant. Yeah, that that's that's just over the top. There's no hiding. There's no. There's no. Oh, I didn't know what that meant. It's blatant. It's also called the itis. You know, when you get lazy after you eat, it's called the itis. Now, Matt, you have black ass, but just you have a large <laughs> black ass. Yeah. yeah. Don't be jealous. You saw it. Uh, unfortunately, it was sitting uh, half on top of me when we were at Snoop Dogg yesterday. <laughs> Did you finish? Please. I was getting squashed. Why do you think his head is so shiny? Mm. <laughs> all right, we could go with That's this. That's not all. a spit shine, my friend. All right, we could go with this all night, but let's go ahead. Let's do it. Well, I, we <laughs> we got we got the quarter past the hour qualification to get to. We got to do the hideout door prize blowout. We're just gonna have to move on. Okay. Um, Tommy Bateman's gonna move the qualifier. I don't move it. We can do the qualifier, we can come back, and we can do whose weekend was it. We can do it. Gibbs, it's all on you. First, though, let's go ahead and act out a scene. I guess we have it. Um, From the Song of the South. All right, Chunks, who's going to be who? Uh, I guess I'm going to be the little boy, but I only have one line. Can Can I say something real quick? It's not my bad reading. It's how this is written. It's so slave talk where I have to decipher what the hell it's saying. Yeah, he's right. It's bad. Okay. Right. So, we'll give it a try. All right, here, I'm going to get it started. All right, and uh, do, can we have some mood music? Yeah, 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 we got some. All right, so this is a scene from the Song of the South, and it's Chunks as the little boy. Yeah. And Matt Albert as Uncle Remus. Uncle Remus, yep. On the Hideout Road Radio 104.1. Didn't the fox never catch the rabbit, Uncle Remus? He come mighty nigh out, honey. Shows you born, Brer Fox dead. One day after, one day at her Brer Rabbit fool, I'm with that calamus root. Brer <laughs> Fox went to her walk and got. I'm some tar and mix in with some turkentime and fix up a contraption, what he call a tar baby. And he tucked this year, this hair tar baby in her soda in the big road. And then he lay off in the bushes for to see what the news was going to be. And he didn't had her wait long. Nutter K's Bimby? Here come Br'er Rabbit pacing down the road. Lippity clippity clippity clippity. <laughs> what? There's, there's as sassy as a jaybird. Rare fox, he lay low. Rare rabbit come prancing along. Troll, he spied day tar baby. And then he fought up on his behind legs like he was astonished. (laughs) Astonished. The tar baby, she's so dare. She did in Rare fox. He lay low. Marwin? Nice weather this morning. Nice weather this morning. Tar baby ain't saying nothing. How does your symptom? How does your symptoms seem to uh, sagatash? What the hell is going on? Br- 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 Fox, he wink his eye slow, 
and lay low in their tar baby, she ain't saying nothing. This How is, you come on then? Is you deaf? That's Is that really the way it was in the movie? <laughs> I swear to God. I, I've had enough. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, we got to get a copy of this. Yeah, you say that I, first? I have a copy. I have a confirmation that a copy is being sent to us on DVD. Yeah, nice. Look, look at this. Um, coming up, the Hide Outdoor Prize blowout and also the quarter past the hour qualification. Tumulus for I kick the natural stuffing out of you. How does yo something seem dare sugatoshi? Sugatoshi. Says Bear Rabbit says. Oh my god. Says he but the tar baby. Says he. My bad. It's like Mushmouth from uh, uh, Fat Albert Gang. Jeez. Alright, this is just insane. <laughs> and uh, the white boy. Did the fox eat the rabbit? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's the hideout. That all defer. Lippity, clippity, clippity, clippity. It's the hideout on Radio 104.1. All right, time to light up the phones. It's the hideout door prize blowout and your chance to be a winner. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041 and star-1041 if you have a singular wireless phone. Call in, be somebody, win something. Sorry we're about 20 minutes late on it, but we, uh, we're having a great racial discussion here in the hideout. Uh, by the way, congratulations to David Wright of Mount Dora. He is now qualified for the MSF Basic Biter, Biker Course at Orlando Harley-Davidson. Thursday, we draw three winners to take the class with me on the mornings of January 23rd through the 25th. Another chance to get qualified will come in just about an hour, quarter past the hour when you hear that sounder, call in to win. But right now, we're going to play uh, Whose Weekend Was It? Some of the prizes that we have to give out include a pair of tickets to WWE Super Show, at the TD Waterhouse Center coming up Monday the 30th. More infos at Ticketmaster.com. Also, too, a four-pack of passes to see the premiere of Looking for Comedy in a Muslim World, the hilarious story of what happens when the U.S. government sends comedian Albert Brooks to India and Pakistan to find out what makes over 300 million Muslims in the region laugh. The premiere is this Wednesday at the Regal Theaters in Winter Park Village. I'm going to have to go see that. Of course, we're working Wednesday night. Yeah, we'll have to go uh, on the weekend sometime. But I am uh, definitely interested in seeing that. And also, too, uh, there's a lot more to give away, including the tickets to the uh, Science, Orlando Science Center for Atronicon. So that is all coming up. Uh, call right now. Whose weekend was it hosted by Matt Albert? Sometimes dangerous, educational, and almost always embarrassing. The following are actual events that happened to a hideout member during the weekend, and while it may be best not to relive these events, for entertainment purposes, we do so anyway. So call now and play. Whose weekend was it? All right, whose weekend was it? 407-916-1041-888-978-1041. When you get it correct, you hear this. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Incorrect, you get this. Oh, Jesus Christ. And here to host the game show... The one and the only, I say the best addition to the hideout uh, since Gibbs, and that's Matt Albert. Moaning. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, here we go. Uh, if you get the first one incorrect, uh, we'll give you a second chance. Uh, let's go to Matt on 95. You ready, buddy? Yeah. All right, here we go. Here's uh, Matt Albert, your host. Okay, right. question number one. Tar Baby ain't saying no- Oh, sorry, wrong copy. <laughs> that's <laughs> wrong copy. Wrong, wrong I sheet, man. Over the weekend, this hideout member was disappointed by a movie recommended to him. Over the weekend, this hideout member was disappointed by a movie recommended to him. Half-A-Dubs, Bateman, or Chunks, whose weekend was it? Uh, 
Yeah, Jesus Christ. You're a winner. Hold on, Matt. You didn't like Hostel. No. I mean, I liked it, but I don't think it... I got really hyped up from what you were saying about it, and I was expecting to see, like, the raunchiest, most gory stuff, and they didn't even show a lot of it. Dude, it was incredibly gory. No. I think it took gory to a new standard. Oh, I don't think so, man. Then you know what, dude? You have serial killer tendencies. I don't think so. I, I, I heard, enjoyed it. I heard Chunks was laughing. Yeah, I, I did laugh a little bit, like the one part you were talking about with the blowtorch. I, I was laughing at that part. I mean, like, hysterically. Then you were sick and twisted in the head. <laughs> it was funny. I'm thinking about it now. <laughs> oh. All right, that opens up a phone line. 407-916-1041 and 888-978-1041. All right, Matt, you got to talk right into the mic when you read, even though I'm the sorry. piece of the paper is on the other side of uh, the hemisphere that you call the other side of your body. Uh, let's go to John in Orlando. You're next up in the hideout headline. Or actually, whose weekend was it? Here's Matt Albert, your host. Over the weekend, this hideout member had an uncomfortable encounter with a co-worker. Had an uncomfortable encounter with a co-worker. Hefe, Dubs, Bateman, or Chunks, whose weekend was it? You there? Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. Go ahead. Over the weekend, this hideout member had an uncomfortable encounter with a co-worker. Hefe, Dubs, Bateman, or Chunks, whose weekend was it? Hefe. Oh, Jesus Christ. Hold on, John, you're going to get another chance. Actually, that was me. Um, I was over at Jason's Deli this weekend, and uh, I'm walking to my table. And this woman waves to me. I wave back. It was Moira from the Phillips File. Okay. So I go up and talk to her. I, I love everybody on the Phillips File. Everybody's been really great to us since we've been here. But we've never really hung out outside the station, really, you know, <laughs> or really talked, for that matter. Uh, and uh, I'm there, and she's like, how are you? And I'm like, oh, good, how are you, blah, blah, blah. And then we found out we had nothing else to talk about. <laughs> it was that uncomfortable silence. And it just stopped right there. So I'm there, standing there, staring at her, her staring back at me for a good 45 seconds. Of Shut saying, the hell oh up. My oh, my God. I'm saying nothing. And Dude's she, chill. And she says, well, enjoy your food. <laughs> oh, my God. That's yeah. so uncomfortable. Yeah, you too. Douche chill. <laughs> oh, sweet Jesus. I love all of them, but we found out that there was nothing really to talk about at that point. And it is kind of weird, because you're right. What are you going to say? Are you going to comment mm. on the food? Or, hey, what are you having? Uh, what do you... I have a bite. I, I just... And I'm uncomfortable in you outside did... work situations anyway. And it's always weird to see the people that you work with outside of work. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, you don't belong here. You belong at the station. Yeah, I'm supposed, like, to, I'm supposed to see you in Chunks' cage as we're crossing over in between shows. It's like I like the I the moment where you see your uh, one of your teachers at the grocery store or at the mall, and it, she's not she's not wearing. <laughs> and her you no- find out they're real people. <laughs> yeah, and she's uh, wearing her like her workout clothes or something. You know, it's something that she's normally you know, just completely out of the element. Just everyday life that you're not uh, you're not used to. And she, wow, she is a person. I uh, Gibbs, what are you doing? John needs to continue to play the game. He didn't win. Line 1-1. One, one. Fathead, what's going on over there? Can we talk to John? It, it said on hold and I thought he won. No. Okay. Matt won, though, right? Matt won. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Oh, Hit the Jesus cutoff, Christ. man. Hi, Hooch. <laughs> John, all right, here we go. Here's your second chance. Are you ready? Yes. All right, uh, here's Matt Albert. 
Over the weekend, this hideout member was told by a fast food worker, have a happy coronary. Have a happy coronary. Who was told that? Hefe, Dubs, Bateman, or Chunks? Uh, Dubs. No, that's not correct. That was Tommy Bateman. Hey, instead of worrying about the guy over in Tommy's booth, because Tommy can take care of him, worry about the sound effects you have to hit. Hey, does the show sound okay without him? (laughs) The Uh, lifeblood of the show, right there. So what, what, you went to go eat, and you got something, I guess, that had a lot of grease in it? No, well, I mean, I went and I got, um, they had a special at Subway. It was two foot-long subs for eight ninety nine, And I was like, well, I'm poor, so I'm just going to get that. I actually, I do that every Sunday, too. And I just figure this will feed me three or four times. Yeah, I didn't even know they had it, and I had just had gift certificates. So I went in there, and this fat little gnome woman is, like, bitching about how she's, <laughs> she's the only one working today. I actually fell asleep, and a customer would wake me up. I'm like, I, I really don't give an F, you fat cow. Just get me my stuff so i go i don't want anything on it just give me like a lot of mayonnaise and she took a lot of mayonnaise like seriously she gave me like about half the bottle on each one and i said okay that's 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 enough there and so then the woman next to me says yeah i want mayonnaise on mine just a little bit though and she's like you scared her blah 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 and i was like whatever i just want to get the hell out of here and as i'm walking out i'm just happy to have my food and she goes hey have a happy coronary and I, I wasn't really paying attention. I almost turned around and said, yeah, you too. But then it like hit me. I was like, what is this fat bitch talking about? How dare she tell me that? I wish you'd die from coronary. I wish you would stay in your own room, you fat ass. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I don't even know what that exchange was about. Um, let's move on to uh, Matt and New Smyrna. You're next up in the hideout. That sounded real. It's uh, a... <laughs> It's whose weekend was it? Here's Matt Albert, your host. You there, Matt? Yeah. Yeah, I'm here. Oh. All right, here we go. Talking to him? Yeah. Over the over the weekend, this hideout member inhaled weed for the first time. Who inhaled weed for the first time? Hefe Dubs, Bateman, or Chunks? Uh, Bateman. Oh, Christ. Hold on, you will get a second shot. That's incorrect. That was actually me. We were at the Snoop Dogg concert uh, last night at the House of Blues. Thank you to them so much. And... So it's me, uh, Matt, um, Gomer's there, SBK is there. So yeah, it's a Snoop Dogg concert and people are smoking out. Yeah. So this person who's up in the loge where we are uh, says, hey, come here, I want to tell you something. And so I go over to see what they're going to say. And they blow the weed directly into my face, like exhale it. And so I'm like, <coughs> and I take it all in, I guess Ew. technically for Ew. the first time. Oh. How'd you feel? Did it hurt? Uh, no. Did and, you bleed? Uh, no, we're not, we're not talking about, we're talking about inhaling weed. I heard and, you inhale a lot. And, um, yeah, it didn't really get me high, but I guess for the first time I technically, does that count as doing drugs? No. Is that a shotgun? What is that called? Hey, can you get, like... Yeah, I think... Kinda. If you're if you're about to make out, then you dude. do that to dogs sometimes. Mm-hmm. Can you get? You can get high that way. Will it show up? Like if you were oh, to yeah. have a test? Oh yeah. So going to a Snoop Dogg. If I were to go get a uh, a Snoop Dogg concert. If I were to go get a job, that would show up. Yeah. It could. If you. Uh, I mean, it'll get out of your system fairly quick. But yeah, it'll show up. All right. Let's move. Go back to uh, Matt Newsomer. The the uh, whose weekend was? Are right, you get a second chance, Matt? You ready? Yeah. All right. Here we go. Over the weekend, this hideout member tricked a co-worker. Half-A-Dubs, Bateman, or Chunks, who tricked the co-worker? 
Jesus Christ. I'm sorry, Matt. That was actually Tommy Bateman. And is this part of what the yelling is about? Yeah. All right. uh, yeah. All right, let's save the story for later then. I want to hear that when we get back from the break. Shrimp. Let's move on. Shrimp. <laughs> he just called me. Mm. Let's go to uh, John on Point Sienna Boulevard. You ready, John? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, here we go. Here's Matt Albert. Over the weekend, this hideout member was embarrassed in front of the heretics. Hefe dubs Bateman or Chunks, who was embarrassed in front of the heretics? Um, I'm going to say Hefe. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Yeah, you're a winner. Hold on. Uh, <laughs> what happened? Baseball yesterday, and we had about five heretics come out. Did you strike out? No, I got rocked, like pitching. I oh, got, no. I got shelled. And uh, you did a grandma slide into second base. <laughs> Forget that. Well, it I was, was like a half slide, half roll. Well, was like, I, what the hell was that? You barrel rolled into first? Well, no, second base. Oh, okay. To break up a double play, because I couldn't decide whether or not I yeah. wanted to slide. Halfway through, I realized I was wearing sweats and not baseball pants. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to half-ass it. Dude, but, you did like a swat roll. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but the other part was that... I got rocked, like, pitching-wise, mm-hmm. but part of it had to do that we had three heretics in the outfield. I love them to death, and they're the greatest listeners that we have. They're not exactly outfielders, and I'll just leave it at that. Uh, You know, the runs didn't all have to do with the errors. Also, like, the five people you walked. Yeah. It has to do with something. But, you couldn't get but, over the plate? But, no, here's the thing, though, and I don't know if you know anything about sports, but... yes. When you when you're throwing pitches and after four or five outs should have already been had and you're throwing maybe your 40th pitch in the inning, you tend to get a little tired and you tend to lose control well, a little you, bit. You obviously weren't pitching that well if you're pitching 40 in one inning. Yeah, because yeah, oh, people weren't able to catch pop flies and I'm gonna leave it at that. <laughs> uh, Tom in Orlando, you're next up and whose weekend was it? Are you ready, Tom? Yeah. All right, here we go. Over the weekend, this hideout member was embarrassed. Oh, crap. <laughs> I start over, you fat ass. Uh, over the weekend, this hideout member went bowling with the heretics. Who went bowling with the heretics? Hefe, Dubs, Bateman, or Chunks? Uh, let's say Chunks. Oh, Jesus Christ. That was actually Dubs. Hold on, Tom. You're going to get one more chance. Yeah, actually, uh, me and my chick went out. I thought Hefe and uh, Matt Albert were going to come out and uh, join us. But we, uh, we went to the bowling alley and waited. An hour for a lane. Woo! Yeah, uh, but we ended up going to the bar inside the bowling alley and getting pretty rocked. And then we went out and bowled. My girlfriend beat all of us. Nice. What'd she roll? Like a 135 or something. All right, so she was the top of the retards. So she was the man. We all, did y'all have the uh, bumpers on? Or Actually, a couple of heretics did turn them on after a while because we had a little of a drink and we found out that we really can't keep it down the middle. Oh, and sorry, Lester Big Hands, but your son cannot get the ball to stay in the lane at all. Whoa, but little hands little was throwing hands. it into the other lanes. No, he was, he was throwing it in the lane, like, but it would like it wouldn't stay in the lane even for a second. It would go right to the gutter. Oh, poor little hands. Um, Matt and I. Why got are you caught, talking about Tommy like that? <laughs> Matt, and I, Matt and I got caught up trying to fix up his computer network, so that's actually what took us so long. All right, we'll wrap up. Whose weekend was it? Tom, uh, last question. Here we go, buddy. Over the weekend, this hideout member was forced to dig through the trash. Hefe dubs Bateman or Chunks. Who was forced Uh, to dig through the trash? It's got to be Chunks. Yeah, Jesus Christ. You're a winner, Tom. (laughs) Hang tight. Does this at all involve the tricking? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, No, that was actually just leading up to it. 
Alright. That's like kind of a two-part thing that happens. <laughs> actually, actually, you know what? Now that I think about it, it's actually three parts of this story. It's the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. That was just blood-riddled. And I remember driving by that thinking, oh my god, um, that's a, that's a human being lying there on the side of the road just completely demolished. Like, remember in Texas Chainsaw Massacre mm-hmm. when Leatherface's brother gets run over by the semi? It was just horrific. Thank you, Phil. Yeah, back uh, right before right before we left for here, actually, I was driving on on uh, one of the roads, and I noticed that there's about 200 pieces of just sheet paper in the road, and I drive by, I'm like, what the hell? And traffic, it, it must have just happened because traffic was only backed up for about five minutes, and I drive by this upside-down Bronco with the one dude crawling out of the back, and there's another guy, look underneath. You could see that his head was not attached fully oh. to his body. And I was just like, oh, my God, that's the most disturbing thing I've ever seen in my life. And Evil, I asked, how would you like to be the person who has to clean up the mess? And you got a lot of the, a lot of times, though, the people who do that are kind of used to that job. I mean, they're seeing awful things all the time. But when, mm. it's, when you're literally picking up chunks of flesh and bone... I mean, but some accidents have to still get to them, like, you know, like, wow. Oh, yeah. Like kids. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't even, I couldn't even imagine. Still like, holding it, a doll in their arms. And that's your gig, you know what I mean? And that's what you're doing. What do you think, too? Uh, if you're going to kill yourself, isn't there going to be, a, like, an easier way than, than jumping off of a bridge? I mean, but a lot of people will do that kind of thing. And do we even know to if... To make a point. Do oh, we hey, even know if it was suicide? It says jumped off. I don't know what a reason you would jump off a bridge for. Unless you're on acid. I mean, I don't want to... Thought you could fly. I don't want to... I don't know. They also said that the kid in the middle school uh, was dead immediately, and he just ended up dying. He was on life wow. support for a long time. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't know. And apparently, there was blood up on the overpass, at least according to the story. So who knows? It seems like it was a pretty uh, bloody thing, so it might have shot right up. So I don't know. Who knows if he was walking on the overpass and then got hit and went over, or if there was something else going on. If there's blood up on that overpass, and then he's falling over. Uh, 407-916-1041, Paul in Orlando, you're in the hideout. What do you got, Paul? Hey, guys. Good show tonight. Thank you, brother. Hey, listen, I was just um, calling to tell you a story that I had seen when I was in China. I was um, in a taxi on my way out to see the Terracotta Warriors, where they got all those big statues buried underneath the ground. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were driving, and we saw this big crowd on this uh, small country road, and... There was all these people gathered around, and the taxi kind of went slowly as we were going by. And about two feet behind this bus, I see there was this bike that was messed up on the ground, and this little girl, probably about 12 years old, laying across the road with a oh. flat spot with a tire rolled right across her. Oh. All right, see, that's just... And it just is that like burned into your brain, and there's nothing you can do, and that's just one of those images you're always going to have in life? It's just the saddest thing I'd seen ever, on, you know, as far as traffic accidents, I'd never seen anything like that. Plus, that was my big vacation to China. Oh. So it kind of just, you know, kind of just put everything into perspective. I was just like, wow, you know. Right. No, I... But, uh, holding thank a you, doll, Paul. protecting that. Yeah. Matt, you thought your life was a bummer, being a 21-year-old virgin. Yeah. By the way, I'd like to say... uh 2006, the year Matt gets laid. 
That's right. Yeah, we've, we've, <laughs> been, tried that's that right. we've been saying it for two years now. Three but I, years. I have a feeling. Uh, three years? Hey. What are you happens. laughing at, Chunks? You ain't got nothing really to laugh at either. Yeah, I know, but uh, I still think I'm a lot better shape than him. How? Huh. I'm not that fat. I'm yeah, not like that to think I have You're working some, on it. I like to have, think I have some striking features in my face. Yeah, I'd like to strike yeah. them with a bat. Yeah. Or that nasty afro you have going, whatever that is. You have a striking sign. No, I got a strong uh, cheek line. That's attractive. You uh, look like a basset hound. Yeah. Really? Droopy dog. Oh, I need to get some more sleep. Maybe exfoliate a little bit more. Mariner in you Orlando. Watch. You're in the hideout. What do you got, Mariner? Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey there, bro. Hey, uh, uh, give you a little further information. I was watching the, about the uh, on the news story about that guy that committed suicide. Mm-hmm. I guess they found out that he actually tried to slit his wrist inside his vehicle. Oh. Uh, so that, that's why there was blood on the overpass. Cause okay. He was bleeding from his wrist before he jumped over the uh, overpass. All right. Well, that does. The, the rest was taking too long. He probably did hey. it the wrong way. Right. Hey. You got to go long hey. ways, not sideways. Hey, mm-hmm. quick question. Open doors uh, any night of the week because I want to stop up there and uh, bring you guys some zebra cakes. All right. If you're going to bring food, you're welcome. Uh, just right. go, just come on up. If you can't make it on a Friday night from 10 to 11 because that's the normal open door, it'd be good to meet you, Mariner. Swing on up sometime, buddy. I appreciate it, man. All right. We'll talk to you soon. All right, so there's some of that info, because I know some people wanted to uh, just kind of get an update and see where it was at. I didn't realize he was trying to slit his wrist, and that's what ended up happening. What way would you do it? And if you're going to slit your wrist, aren't you supposed to do it in the bathtub so you don't, like, with water? So Warm you don't, bathtub, I think. So you don't feel anything? Well, and it, I think it raises the blood time sure and gets it pumping out quicker. Yeah. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. That just seems like a really long, painful way. Yeah. You could back out too quickly. If you're going to do it, you got to go gunshot. I say either that or a massive amount of drugs. Might see, as well have a pause see, on your way out. But you can puke that up in the middle of it, Not or, someone it will, right. or someone will find you and, you know, pump your stomach. You never, that you, chance. You never, you never uh, put it to chance on how little you do. You always just do so much that could kill, like, you know, like three large animals. Or heroin. Coke. Go out fun. Do it rectally. Now, all right, so... It's the only way. Now, you say gunshot, because that would be a good... You can't turn back from the gunshot. Although, I have heard of people surviving the gunshot. Mm -hmm. Do a good old bud wire. A lot of times, people will put it at the top, like, the roof of their mouth, and just blow the whole front of their face off and not kill themselves. It's a stupid way to do it. All right, how about this? You have to be smart. How about slitting your own throat? Oh, God, that'd be too hard. Could you even do that as a human being? I think if you, you just did to, one stabbing motion right into the, the you, larynx. If like, you're crazy enough, you can do it. If you're that just out of your mind, ready to kill yourself, you have to psych yourself up like, you know, kamikazes did. Like kamikazes did? Yeah, yeah. You have, you have to psych yourself up. And you thinking that you're going to get something in the afterlife that's better than the, the world you live in? Yeah. I had no idea. You know what? This is why we need the suicide doctors out there. The ones that will help people die. Because you have these people who traumatize other people by jumping off a bridge or whatever, and they've run over a human body. I don't know how many people have done this, and a lot of them could have major issues over it. And instead of locking up Jack Kevorkian in in Jackson, Michigan, Mm -hmm. they go see him, they give him a little money to go out humanely, and they're not bothering anybody. Instead, they're jumping off of uh, overpasses, and, and, you know, blocking up traffic or sometimes the guys who stand on the bridges and can't decide if they're going to jump from the bridge or not. 
A lot of times the people who commit suicide are incredibly selfish. Like the people who jump off buildings and end up landing on other people, taking out somebody else. I mean, if you're going to do it. No, you don't go out. Just do it in your own home. Suicide by cop, that's selfish. Because that, put, that puts a cop in a lot of mental stuff when they have to actually shoot someone. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, which is possibly the scenario that happened in this middle school. Possibly. It's the Hideout, Real Radio 104.1. All right, welcome back into the Hideout, Real Radio 104.1. want to remind you, Thursday kicks off the Hideout Happy Hour pre-parties at Patty McGee's Irish Bar at 2083 Aloma Avenue, Winter Park, behind the Mellow Mushroom. Chunks is going to be there this Thursday from 6 to 8. It's a full liquor bar. Smokers are welcome. There will be Hideout drink specials. Chunks will be on the air with us from 7 to 8, doing call-ins and having some fun stuff. Uh, prizes will be given out every 20 minutes. Again, that's Patty McGee's Hideout Happy Hour pre-party uh, this Thursday, 6 to 8, with Chunks, 2083 Aloma Avenue, Winter Park, behind the Mellow Mushroom. And I also think it's going to be our first time to do an official meet-and-greet with Matt Albert, who will be going out there with uh, Chunks uh, to hang out. So uh, that is going on this Thursday. We're running so late, and I want to get to the story with Tommy and Chunks. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, you know what? Go ahead and go, tell me the, give me the beginning of that story, there, Tommy. Tease it up. Um, I don't even know where to begin at this point. Uh, basically, I had to go get my car washed, mm-hmm. and Chunks came along with me. It was like Saturday, I don't know, evening, and I went to go. I went and got gas, and then I bought the little. You know, do you want to buy a car wash with this? And I did, and I pulled the receipt out, and I threw something away. And so as I'm driving up to type my little code in to get my car washed, it wasn't working. So I got kind of mad, and um, I, I we drove back to the pump, and I was like, hey, go find it in the trash. Since, you know, the yeah, car, just car like was that, running. Yeah, just like that nice. Oh, yeah, go find it in the trash. Like, it happened like that. What happened? All right, Chunks, what's your side of the story? I... I, I want to get into it now, but I mean, he's he's glossing it over. What do you mean you don't want to get into it? I now? said I do. Okay. Right, go I mean, ahead. Anyway, but I mean, it's it, I'm gonna keep going though. Go. You drive. You know how he Tommy Bateman's got a short temper, quite short temper. Are you say calling him short like a little guy or what? Mm-hmm. No, you know he's got a little height deprived. <laughs> yeah, it's not so funny now. So no. we're going because I want to. aren't that funny. You know, I want to go. I want to go. I, you know, I want to hang out with Tommy. Let's we'll see what's going on. So I'm like, dude, I'm so gonna, you're gonna go with him to the car wash. Yeah, I'm gonna go to the car wash with you. So he's getting pissed off at the pump for some reason. And he's like, God, Florida gas prices, and he's just complaining the whole time. Like, ah, oh, that's cool, man. And he throws something out, and um, we go over to the car wash. He's like, Why isn't this blanking code working? I can't believe it. It's on the stupid receipt. I'm like, Hey, man, did you? Did you check the code out? And he's like, no, you probably threw it out or something. I was like, dude, I was not even out there. So we drive back to the pump, and there's a guy, like, on a motorcycle at our pump. And he's like, that guy's going to steal my car wash receipt. And he yells. He's like, get out of the way. Get out of the way. With his window down. And he just starts yelling at me to get out of the blanking car and get it out of the trash because he thinks he threw it out. So he's making me jump, go dig in the trash, and I'm trying to be nice because he's a nut and I don't want him killing anyone. So I go digging in the trash, and they just threw out eggs or something like that, <laughs> and there's nasty, disgusting, like, cigarette ash in there and old bottles. 
and I pull out his receipt, and the stupid credit card, uh, the car wash code isn't on it. So I say, hey, Tommy, did you leave it in the pump when you ripped your receipt off? Did you leave a little bit in the pump? Oh, yeah, man. Sorry about that. Maybe he, you should have checked there first. He, he left the car wash. You know when you pull the receipt out of the pump, a little of it breaks off? He left the, the part with the car wash code in the pump. So I'm dirty. I mean, like, my hands are dirty. You know, I was like, let's just, just go get this done. Why don't you just uh, kind of put your hands out the window during the car wash? No, well, you know, uh, I guess you could say that kind of uh, happened. <laughs> because, you know, I mean, I've never been in one of those car washes where you could sit in it. So what? to me, this is amazing. One of those, those highfalutin car washes? <laughs> yeah, like, I've always been in one where you have to get out of the car. Oh, did you grow up in Nigeria? <laughs> no, you know. Hey. So, you know, I've never known. I was like, hey, Tommy, what are you doing? Don't we need to get out? He's, like, asking me all these questions. Like, isn't this going to mess up your car? Isn't it going to scratch it? Yeah, because, you know, it looked like it was, like, thick plastic that they used to wash to wash his car. He's like, no, not at all. And he's all like, why is the car moving back and forth? What's going on? I still in the life of me don't know how that car moves back and forth. So, so the best <laughs> the best part is he goes, hey, what happens if you have to, like, jump out of the car or something? And I go, why would you need to jump out of the car? And he's like, I don't know. Say, like, your car catches on fire. you got to run out. And, and I just made it up. I go, there's a little sensor, and the car wash will turn off immediately, even if you just open your door. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> so he's like, hey, it's going to pause. Why don't you jump out and try it? So I'm like, ah, what the hell? You know what I mean? I saw a camera around there, so I figured he was telling the truth. That funny. <laughs> So I jump out, and the stupid thing starts up for the second cycle. I'm getting hit in the face with the plastic thing. I'm getting hit in the balls. And he's sitting there cackling like a freaking maniac, just like that. No, I was no. screaming, shut the door first. I don't know why you're going crazy. You're the idiot who got out in the middle of a car wash. He told me it would stop. <laughs> what? You guys wouldn't think it'd stop? What if no. It does it? What if a little kid does it? It doesn't stop. It's barbaric. You should be allowed to sit in those things and they should have a warning for people like me who do stupid <laughs> things like that. Hey, I but, think it does have a warning to say, please stay in your car at all times and roll your windows up. I think that is Nobody takes it seriously. They you, just, you just ask for a warning and then say they don't take it seriously. I so should they say in the beginning of the warning, hey, uh, take this seriously. I could We're not kidding. Or there afterwards. was a sensor in there that, that stopped it all. I could have sworn. So then after I get my bath... Yeah, after I get my bath, he drives off. Like, he just drives off. Oh, I'm, I'm like, not going to let you get he's, back. He's running a funny thing. He'll come back and pick me up later. No, he runs why out the window. He's like, you're all wet. You ain't riding with me. Exactly. I, why would I let you in the car and ruin my car Because you all tricked wet? me, dude. You easily, and I dug in the trash for you, and I was all dirty anyways and wet. It's not funny. Well, you got a bath, and then you got some exercise. This in no way is funny at all, man. It's, <laughs> I could have died. I Die. How could you have died? You could die from those mechanics in, in the car wash. It's it was shooting crap at you, and the brushes are hitting you in the balls. No, they're hitting the car. They shouldn't be hitting you in the balls at any point. And that's not true. I didn't exactly just drive off. I, you know, let you get close, and then I would drive a foot forward. <laughs> I did that a few times, and then I said, hey. Yeah, all of you enjoy doing that. All of you have done that to me at one point. Did he get the interior of your car wet, Tommy? It only got a little bit wet because it was right in the middle of switching from, like, the things that hit your car to wash it off and then the rinse cycle when he first jumped out. So I started screaming, shut the door. Oh, shut the door like an idiot. He did it, and I just locked it. Because <laughs> I don't want him getting back in the car all wet. I can understand you don't want because then you get a mildew. Yeah. No, no, no I, I'm a human being. I could have died. What about a Chunks could have died? That would have been a sad day. That Chunks died. But your replacement's sitting right next to you. Yeah, me. I know. Hello. Very well aware of that. 
I was just more concerned about the uh, mile than he had to walk home. Wet yeah, it, was about a walk. it was about a mile walk. He didn't even turn around. He didn't come back. He, he never call. came back to get you. No, he didn't. And I said, hey, he's just joking on me. You know, I, I, I'm cool with it. I, it was my, joking or jerking? I was stupid huh. for jumping out of the. I was stupid for jumping out of the car. He'll come back. But I'm walking home and I'm thinking. Well, about it's kind of cold thing. too, right? It was. It was cold this weekend. And I'm walking home and I lose it on the way home. <laughs> Thinking about the whole thing, and I end up walking again. I'm just trying to talk to him. I'm trying to be a, a good person. I'm trying to be a good person because I'm mean to everyone, and I'm mean to the females, and I'm fat and lazy. So I'm just trying to make everybody happy. And no, now he's happy by laughing at the phone. Why are you snapping your fingers? I don't know. I'm very upset right now. He's probably talking about how I did the chunks. <laughs> You just need to calm down. Take a nice, long, warm shower at Exxon. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Oh, my God. And if I, was, if I wasn't so afraid of him, I'd stand up to him and say insulting things to him right now, but he could kill me. Go like, ahead. What, what, what would you say if you could? Nothing. If, what, he, if he weren't listening. He's quite short. He's quite short? Yes. That, that's your big big uh, announcement he's to him? A short, he's a short little guy. He's got a fuse. He needs to be nicer to people. He's mean, and he's sick, and he's sick in the head. I'm nice to all the callers. I'm like you. I love the callers and listeners. Dude, it's not. This is seriously. I'm getting. I'm. I'm shaking. So right. how could he make? How could he make it up to you? Dude, I don't. I don't. I'll let you watch apologize. my car. Apologize. <laughs> simple maybe apology would be nice. Sponge bath. What? Hey, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> hey, we'll go get your car washed tonight. I swear to God, the sensor will work this time. No, it's not. I'm not gonna jump out. I'm not, hey, not wasting hey. money on the pink monster. Calm, calm down. I'm trying. I'm sorry. But I'm very frustrated right now. Do you want to apologize to Tommy for almost getting his car wet in the inside and making it mildew? I know. Not even an apology. Dude. Hold on a second. Do you want to apologize to Tommy? Oh, for my eyes popping out. For opening the car door, which could have almost taken the car door off if it had kept moving forward in the car wash. He... he Tricked me, and I'm not gonna yell, man. I'm gonna maintain decent tones. But he... are you about to throw up? No, man. I'm I'm very angry. This is how I get. Oh, you get retarded when you're angry. No. You become an epileptic retarded kid. He's always like this after a you shower. You guys know I'm stupid. You can't tell me things like this because you know I'll do it. You told me to take my shirt off the other day and give it to you, and I started to. <laughs> you told me not to. I'm very dumb, all right? I don't understand why you guys can't realize that. I could have got killed. But you have a nice shiny coat now. So. <laughs> Turtle wax, too, and he got the deluxe. He probably played it the whole time. So he true. did you a favor. He got the undercarriage and all that good stuff. That's been washing a while for you. <laughs> my eyes hurt, and I feel like I got Brian Pepper's eye right now. It feels like he's <laughs> hanging out the side of my head. It's not funny. It's not, man. That's sick. You don't understand how sick that is? That that was a sick and cruel thing well, to do. Well, that's what happens. You get sick once you uh, take a shower and then run right outside. Yeah, I mean, off. Yeah, you got to dry off. You could have sure at least up. waited at the end where that like hair dryer thing yeah, comes dude, that's down. That's what he's telling me. He's pointing at it like a maniac laughing. He's like, dry, dry. <laughs> it's true. I was like, he's come pretending. here, dry off. Come here. And he wouldn't do it. Maybe if you dried off, you could have gotten back in Tommy's car. I wasn't yeah. going to go back into that death trap, man. <laughs> it's, not, it's mechanics. I could have lost an arm or something. I'm sorry, but you guys don't. Of course, they aren't. They aren't like chainsaws swinging through there. They're nice, uh, uh, fluffy 
Foam uh, brushes. Foam no, brushes. No, that's soft plastic. touch. No, it was plastic. That was at least from soft touch. They're not going to do plastic on your car. It would scratch it. That's what I told Tommy, but he said no. I don't understand how these car wash things work, okay? I've never seen one where you got to sit in there. It's still the life of me. I don't know how it moved back and forth. His car wasn't in neutral. How does it happen? But no, I end up somehow getting wet. And I had flip-flop is flying all around, and he's laughing at me, and trash all over the place, and the guy I, comes out saying, what the problem? I, I don't know, <laughs> all right? I just need to go home and sleep. Well, I'm still mad at the car wash, you know, that the sensor didn't go off, and that you almost got my car flooded inside. They really should look into that sensor. Dude, maybe you, you should look into it again, Chunks. Yeah, Dude, let's you go, told through, me. go through tonight... And we'll see if... It can't happen twice. No. We can even go to a different uh, car wash. Uh, no. What, you think the... Se- no, see, you guys are fooling me again. You guys are fooling me again. Because in my mind, I say... I say, hey, it'll th- th- be a nice... You know, the sensor probably was faulty that time. But there's no sensor in there that stops at all. It's like a dishwasher. Hold on a second. Yeah. This really happened to you. Are you kidding that this really happened to you? It doesn't make does it not make sense to you that you there's a person out there and somebody could get hurt that it would stop automatically? Who the hell? Gets Why would you try it? Who the he hell told me to? That's the whole thing. You guys don't see what I'm coming. Who from. the hell gets out of a moving car? A moving car? What? If you have really never seen any one of these. New inventions of a new car wash? Where you don't get out of the car? Would you really take the chance of getting out of a moving car wash? Because it's such a foreign idea. Would you really get out? I thought that the sensor would turn it off. Well, it would have been a fun thing to try. I was expecting I had to get it. It's like a Chinese fire drill. That's not the smartest thing. Don't be racist. Come on. Don't be racist. What? It's MLK Day. Why run them down? For your own stupidity. I hope you get yellow fever. Oh, come on. Like, nobody's done that before. I'm just saying there's some things that aren't necessarily the smartest. Bill, on 95, you're in the hideout on rural radio. You got a resolution? Uh, Well, not so much a resolution, but I wanted to know if, uh, since how the whole car wash uh, didn't get done because Chunks got out of the car, did uh, Chunks offer to reimburse them for the uh, money spent on the car wash? All right, that's so enough. we could actually go and get it washed? That's a great observation, Bill. Chunks... Uh, Tommy, how much did that cost you? I believe it was eight or nine dollars. You owe exactly. uh, Tommy. Uh, you know, here's what we'll do: we'll just do a nice, even eight ninety-five that is owed to Tommy Bateman. I. N- 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 Can I'm I get some for here. like anxiety? Because I was really nervous that my car door was going to get scratched gonna... or like really yeah. wet. Here's what we're going to go for: mental suffering. Full ten dollars. You gotta be kidding me! I'm the victim here. <laughs> Not him! I'm the victim! Alright? You're taking advantage of my stupidity! I don't have ten dollars, alright? I had to scrounge and ask people down in XL for 35 cents to get a sodi out of the machine! A sodi? Yes! Sodi! Sodi! Pop! Pop, some people call it! Alright? I can't give him ten dollars! I'm the victim here! I'm sorry I'm not trying to yell! Did you understand how I could have died? I was very scared when the prices hit me in the face. Hey, don't worry about yelling. We have a sensor that will turn your mic off automatically. <laughs> Holy crap! My heart... Oh, I guess the sensor went off. <laughs> here's, what, here's what we're going to do. We're going to set up a payment plan. I, 
You're going to pay $9 now, and then when you get the other dollar, give it to Tommy. you kidding me, right? It's a Hideout Row Radio 104.1. All right, welcome back into the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. That was the cue for you to call in. Last qualifier for the night for the MSF. Basic rider course at Orlando Harley. Caller 7 is going to get qualified. Again, on Thursday, we draw the three winners to take the class with me at Orlando Harley, the mornings of the 23rd through the 25th. And of the four qualifiers tonight, one of them will get a $50 gift certificate uh, to Orlando Harley. Uh, Joining us in the hideout, an old favorite, Miss Melinda is here, and uh, she's over at the uh, Melbourne Civic Theater as they are presenting a night on Broadway, a musical review of the shows of yesterday and today. Oh, and you're directing the show. Yes, yes, I am. My first directorial debut here in Melbourne. Congratulations, sweetie. Thank That's you. going on the tw- uh, 19th through the 29th, um, Thursdays through Saturdays at 8 p.m. and a Sunday matinee at 2. Uh, MyMCT.org for the tickets. Or 321-723-6935. That is awesome. Congratulations, sweetie. We actually have a song in it that kind of fills in with the whole theme of the night, and it's called Everyone's a Little Bit Racist. So everyone has to come out just to hear that song. All right, that's Dubs' Seriously. favorite. <laughs> it's from Avenue Q, Tony Award. I abridged to a lot of it. Um, I'm not a little bit racist. Yeah, you're a lot. Yeah. Uh, so, oh boy. Let's um. So let's see. Matt Albert has moved in with me, and he is Boy. now part of the hideout. Uh, I know a place he can shower if you'd like. <laughs> it's probably, <laughs> probably the only thing that can facilitate the big fat ass. Uh, by the way, congratulations to Juan Quinolis of Orlando. He uh, he got qualified. He got the last qualification for the MSF biker course over at Orlando Harley with me. So congratulations, Juan. Um. All right. Now, Matt, you took the auto train down with your mom and your sister. Yeah. What happened? Um, my sister and I both got farted on by a bunch of old guys because, you know, they're old. It's been 14 hours into the trip. Actually, there's pictures of that online on LemonParty.org. Yeah, yeah. LemonParty.org. Matt's and, the one laying down. And uh, <laughs> He's the bed. <laughs> I've, been told I've been told I'm comfy. But... Mm-hmm. <laughs> And uh, we, they're walking by, and every time the guy would take a step, he, you'd hear, he'd take another step. And he wouldn't say, excuse me. He'd just act like he was looking for his baggage up on the racks. And so he was just farting as he went. Yeah. He probably didn't realize it. How old was he? Uh, 80, maybe. Yeah. Old people don't realize when they fart. <laughs> I remember my grandpa would just be walking around farting out of nowhere, and you would never, I'd go, oh, gross, grandpa. Oh, I didn't even notice. They know. That's just their, they've been alive for so long, they don't care. Yeah, I guess after a while, you have a license to fart whenever you want. I can't wait for that. I mean, I kind of do it now. Yeah. I noticed. So that's what the smell is. In every chair. And, um... Even in the kitchen. And you refrigerator. Al- also, you said there was something about watching the people maneuver in the aisle. Yeah, the old people. The train shakes, you know, yaws a little bit. And they'd walk, and every step, they'd bang themselves into a chair. And I was just waiting to hear that crack of a hip breaking. And you just know 
because a couple of them fell and they hit their head. They'd hit their head against the door in between the cars, and you just like, oh no, I'm gonna have to help that guy up. All right, so then Matt gets here with his mom and his sister, uh-huh. and they're just sweet as can be. They really, I was very impressed. Total opposite to me. Your sister's very talkative, um, unlike you, and your mom's just kind of somewhere in between. And so we, I have to go to Walmart with them. Then we go eat at Panera. Then we go over to Target. It's a whole day with the Alberts. All right. What were you guys buying? Uh, shelves and uh, food. And here's what he, I'm like, make sure they take you to Publix and buy you some food before they leave, because, you know, they were buying, you know, buying them some stuff, getting them set up down here. What do they get him? Uh, Cool Ranch Doritos (laughs) and a whole bunch of Chef Boyardee ravioli. Hey, that's how I live, man. Mini ravioli? Mini ravioli. Well, any ravioli to you is mini. There's nothing, there's no large (laughs) Even if it's the size of a cake, it's still mini. (laughs) It still fits in the palm of your hand. So anyway, um, apparently, uh, Matt Albert, his sister, pulls him aside, and what happened? She uh, kind of pulls me aside. You know, my mom's out of you know earshot, and she says, "Do you need condoms?" <laughs> it's like, like uh, what? What did you say? Do you need condoms? Should I buy you condoms? I'm thinking. And I said to her, I don't need condoms. I'm like a priest. Yeah, because you're a virgin. And uh, she just... Celibate. Like, and, she, and she says to me, whatever. And she walks out of the room and goes to the so store. So your sister thinks you're getting ass? Uh, apparently. From where? Because you don't never leave. You never left your house in Frederick. I don't know. Does, does she think your uh, your uh, computer can contract something? <laughs> because that's the only thing that catches your bluge. <laughs> or, the, or the gold's gym towel you got me. You're, thank you for that. All right. So, so did she end up buying you condoms? Uh, yeah, and she, ha! and when she got it for me, she, uh, she cornered me in the kitchen and said, "I bought you these. I'm gonna hide them so mom can't find them. And when I go to look for, and when I go, uh, went to look for them, I can't find them. So they're totally worthless to me. Not like I'd be using them anyway, but now what's I, the point? I'm convinced that 06 is the year that you get laid, and I'm glad your sister. <laughs> I'm glad your sister got you condoms. I have so many prospects. Did she get you magnums or regular or did she X, make an X, assumption? Magnums. All right, and, so uh, you know she did get you magnums. Yeah, it's, it's like a for what a shower cap. <laughs> so, so then the other thing that Matt tells me because he has a friend who used to come up in the old school days of the hideout, his buddy Mute Rob. Mm-hmm. Now for some reason there were two. 20-something black virgins that lived in Frederick, Maryland, where he's from. Just a breeding ground. And Mute Rob would drive Matt Albert an hour and a half from where he was to the studios in Washington, D.C. Well, eventually your cousin started bringing you down or whatever, but you, Matt, Mute Rob is one of your best friends. Yeah, he is my best friend. And so I'm talking, I'm like, so is Mute Rob, is he sad about the fact that you have moved and you've left him? And what did you say? I said, uh, I haven't told him yet. What and do you mean you haven't told him yet? How often do you talk to me, Rob? I talk to him every day. So, you never brought up the fact <laughs> no, that you're moving. I never brought it up. How, how many times have you talked to him since you've been here? Twice. And I talked to him when I got home from the Snoop Dogg concert. And I said, he said, yo, what are you doing? I'm like, uh, nothing. I'm not doing anything. Just a little tired. Just, but never mind the fact that you just went to go see Snoop Dogg. Yeah, in Florida. And, and that was your first, and that was your first concert too, right? Exactly. Now, 
You, uh, how often do you actually go outside of uh, your house and hang out with them? Uh, he doesn't leave the house. He leaves the house less than I do. He only goes to school once. He only has a class once a month in his school. <laughs> what? So it's a like a speech class for his community college. That's good since he's mute. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't talk. And uh, I, I'm getting this, that Mute Rob has been so depressed he won't get out of bed and that he pees in bottles exactly. so that he doesn't have to get up. Exactly. He, he told wow, me the man. other day that he's been doing that. For a couple of weeks, I'm like, do you want? I do you have his phone number? I don't have his phone. Well, I only talk to him on the IM. That's a, that's how all my relationships are. I only talk to people on IM. So when are you gonna let him know that his best friend when has I'm, moved to uh, kill Florida? <laughs> when I'm down here, he'll for chuck you. that he bottle. Like, <laughs> one day he's gonna show up to your house, be he like, does. hey, you want to uh, you want to play some video games? And your your poor mother's gonna have to break it to him. <laughs> it's like uh, Matt didn't tell you, but I. Why didn't you tell him? Because he's kind of a jinx. <laughs> Just his luck is horrible. His luck might be worse than mine. Because everything he touches just turns to crap. So you were you afraid that this Hot. would somehow move, like, just jinx you from getting the move down here or what? Like, all of a sudden I'd become, like, chunks and just not be able to do anything right. And, you know, step out in car washes and do that stuff. <laughs> All right, so have you ever been to the point where you're moving and you're just not going to tell your best friend in the world that you're literally moving t- from the northeast to the southeast, from Frederick, Maryland it's to Orlando, like, Florida? It's not like you just moved to a different apartment in the same town. Yeah. I moved to And a totally you're still having conversations with him under the guise of the fact that you're across town from him. <laughs> I might say, ah, I went past South Frederick the other day. Uh, it was pretty fun. You actually, you actually drop hints that you're still in town. <laughs> I, I, I did last night. <laughs> I said I, I drew, I drove past a uh, Denny's, uh, Dead Rabbit, past a uh, Wise Market. Um, I'm, no, I'm not sure why I did it, but just to you know, have so, fun. And then the <laughs> other thing that happens with Matt Albert on Saturday is the Redskins game. Now Matt Albert is a tremendous Redskins fan, and so the Redskins were losing early on. Mm-hmm. And he got up and went to his room for a second. And then all of a sudden, the Redskins started making a push. So for some reason, he in his weird, convoluted mind, thinking that the world revolves around his big, heavy ass, he thinks, all right, I'm going to stay in my room and sit in the dark because the Redskins are moving the ball now. <laughs> so we, he turned up, we turned up the um, volume really loud. So he could listen to the game in his room while sitting there in the dark while the Redskins began to make a comeback. I cannot rip on him for that. I, if I'm doing something and the Lions start doing well, which usually isn't that often, <laughs> I'll keep on doing it until they stop doing well, and then I'll go back to what I was doing before. And then he, I had to sit in the living room. Like That was part of the whole way the stars were aligning. Yes, you have to stay where you are. He has to stay where he was. Him in the dark in his room, me in the living room watching the game, and somehow the two of our fat asses in Orlando is affecting the the gameplay in Seattle. It's the stupidest thing that I've ever heard in my life. It worked for half a drive. And then half what a ended drive. up? And, and then what ended up happening? Uh, didn't they fumble it? It was like a fumble or something. They're like, all right, never mind. I guess I go ahead and come back out. I don't understand how the stars had to realign as far as that was concerned for the skins. So then the other thing happens. So we go out to get some uh, food, mm-hmm. and Matt Alberts, and we're going to get him on this at some point, 
His fear is driving in Florida and getting lost. So we were driving around doing some stuff, and we went to a Burger King. We got some food. And so he's thinking, you know, and so we were thirsty, this, that, and the other. We're on our way back to my apartment. And he was like, uh, did we get the drinks? And I had actually set the drinks in the back. Mm-hmm. And I guess he didn't see it. I don't know how he didn't see it. So the drinks were in the Salivating. back. The drinks are in the back seat, and he goes, "Did we get the drinks?" And I'm like, "Oh, you know what? They didn't get us the drinks." Tell you what, I'm trying to set up your computer back at my place. Why don't I go set up your computer now that we got the part? And this is the reason we didn't get to make it to bowling. Mm-hmm. And then you can go back to Burger King and get our drinks. Well, he's so deathly afraid of getting lost. He's like, "No, man, it's dark." I can't go out. I can't drive. Did you drive tonight? No, no, I couldn't find my keys. <laughs> yeah, he's already lost his keys. Did you take your breast? It might be under it. Uh, so I got a key rack under there. So I tell him, <laughs> I'm like, dude, and he's like, oh, it's not that big a deal. So it's because he doesn't want to drive. I'm like, no, dude, I paid for those drinks. I need you to either go back and get the lemonades. Or give me the money for the drinks, since you won't go get it. So he opens up his wallet, ready to give me $3, because he's literally not willing to make the two turns in the mile drive back to the Burger King. Tell me if I'm imagining the right thing. Is it a Velcro wallet? No. Okay. No. A blue Velcro wallet. (laughs) A Dick Tracy Velcro wallet. Um, 407-916-1041, 888-978-1041. The other thing I have to ask Matt personally, because you're six foot five, five hundred pounds, you may be down to four fifty, because everyone who sees him, Soul Brother Kevin, Gomer, even Chunks, when you guys are seeing him for the first time in his uh, last couple of days, everyone keeps asking him if he's losing weight. Now here's the thing: every time they ask that, I laugh, because I don't know how you, uh, a person that fat, how you could even begin to tell that they've lost weight. I, I don't know how to respond to it right now, because uh, when SBK brought it up, I was like, uh... Because you think he's skitting on you or something. Yes, exactly. Like, just calling you a real fat bastard <laughs> to your face. It's like, I thought he was just trying to be nice. It's like, yeah, I'm just... And then Chunk says it, so apparently you have lost weight. I, I guess. How much weight have you lost? I don't know. I haven't uh, weighed myself. When was the last time you got on a scale? Uh, uh I, I weighed so I could... uh. Get on the auto train? No, I, I <laughs> wait so I could play football in ninth grade. How much? That's you, the last time you took a... Yeah. How much did you weigh then? I think I weighed like 260. In the ninth grade? Yeah, I was a, I was a kind of a big kid. Do we have a scale here? I thought the Monsters had a scale around here for uh, when they were weighing Tiffany and Drunky. Can we see if we have a scale? I think those things only go up to four bills. Do you think you're over four bills, Matt? Probably. I would say so. He's a tall mother. Why don't you get on the scale? If we got a scale, would you get on it? Sure. Just so that we could finally put it to bed how much you weigh? Well, if it goes over, I'm not sure how well that's going to work. Would that break your heart if you got on the scale and you weighed more than was allowed for that particular scale? As long as it doesn't say, get off that ass, I think I should be good. I think that's basically what it's telling you when it doesn't register (laughs) anymore. Yeah. I think it sends a silent alarm to Richard Simmons. It'll be on his way. <laughs> he'll, be up, holding, he'll be holding your hand bedside in about three hours. <laughs> Come crying on, with get, you. 
You can oh, have that. God, I hate Rick that candy Ross. bar. It's three deal a meal cards. Uh, 407-916-1041-888-978-1041. All right, let's see if we can find the scale. Now, uh, Miss Melinda, you're in here. You see Matt Albert. And I know you're happily married. Yes. If not, though, looking at Matt, is Matt the kind of guy that you would be willing <laughs> to sleep with? Okay, and now I know Matt pretty well because we've been talking for a long time mm-hmm. now. I love Matt Albert. Yes, I would. You if would, I wasn't married, Matt, I would totally give a chance to Matt Albert. Do you think uh, your husband would be mad if you just touched it through the pants? Come on. Through the pants. Touch the crowbar, Ronnie. Come on. <laughs> Does that mean it has a slight curvature at the end? I have, yes. <laughs> um, like and it's also touch. split. So, <laughs> like a snake's like tongue. tongue. <laughs> The same joke. There we go. It's like we're twins. I think it's. Uh, I, no, you're not. Very odd uh, twins. <laughs> same breasts. Uh, yeah. Uh, both D cups. Yeah. Hey, All right, Miss Melinda. When we take a let's take a break and come back. And can you at least show Matt a little bit about what he's missing out on? I will flash the boobs. You know that. All right, Matt. And How I'm, about more? And I want you. Yes. To, How about more? Can we see the milk dud? I'm kind of big. <laughs> I'm not... It's the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. Wake me, hinted. Let's do this damn thing. Welcome back into the Hideout Road Radio 104.1. and Star 104.1 on your singular wireless phone. Oh, I didn't get a chance to get my usual nap today. I had to I know. I took one for you. (laughs) I fell asleep on your couch watching TV with a remote in my hand. Yeah. Classy. Um, all right, Matt. Uh, Miss Melinda, by the way, has a show going on. She directed it at the Melbourne Civic Theater, A Night on Broadway, a musical reviews of the shows from yesterday and today, the 19th to the 29th, uh, Thursdays through Saturdays at 8, Sundays at 2, uh, org, And the ticket box office is 321-723-6935. Uh, Miss Melinda, I know that you and Matt Albert have become great friends on the Instant Messenger. Um, why don't you take your top off and show those lovely jugs of yours? And knowing that she is in love with you and that she would do you, and she has your look, by the way, too, Matt Albert, right? What, Mom yep. Bra? <laughs> well, Mom Bra, because they're so large. Exactly. I mean, it's really tough. What are they again? What's. 36D, and it's really hard to find nice bras that are for this big, unless you want massive padding, which you don't really need when mm. they're this big. I put it on the table real fast. Let me see it on the table. Just flop it on the table. They rest well. Move the elbow. There it is. Yeah. Just Can Matt touch them? I mean, it's just not... Just poke it. One finger. I'm like a doctor. I know your husband won't care. I know uh, Shaggy's not going to care. I'm like a priest. Right? Uh, he is a virgin. Yes, I know this. Uh, Just a touch. I'm a black man. I don't count. <laughs> it's only three two thirds. Yeah, two thirds. Two thirds. Don't let him touch it more than twice. <laughs> two thirds of a touch. As open and free as my husband and I are, touching is where we actually draw the the line. How about caressing? <laughs> Just a gentle. Can you spit on one of them? <laughs> all right. No, no, that's just dirty. Um. All right. Now, Matt, take a look over at those. And though, did you fart? No, it's my chair. Oh, uh, yeah. Broke sure. ass chair. So. It's fine when you got here. 
Yeah, real quick, I was thinking about that. Should we let him sit in one of the few remaining good shares that are left over? Well, I'll bring my own. He's a I human being. I don't care. <laughs> kind of. So, Matt, um, I guess since you're down here, and we want your luck to turn around, because Gibbs is actually banging hot chicks. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe there's Head a ch- banging them. Maybe, maybe there's a chance that you get laid in 2006. What are you looking for as you look at Miss Belinda Topless? Um, breathing, breathing, <laughs> and uh, boobies. Are you look? I do. Are you more of a boob so a guy? Tranny. Uh, anything that w- would you take a tranny? If we can get you a tranny. Oh no, Bowley Spears tranny or street hooker tranny? Come on, don't be pecky, my friend. Uh, I I would go with Bowley Spears. I basically you? you're well yes. enough sex with a dude as long as you know she doesn't flop it on my face. That's the only... Hey, so it, would, it would be resting probably on your stomach at one point or another. Well, hey, if, if you're going to be around me, eventually something's going to touch my stomach. All right, how about this, Mr. Malone? I know he can't touch your breasts. If you were to lay down, would you straddle him just so he would have a look as to what... You're not... You're, everybody's clothed. He, he, he wouldn't, sits on his hands. He wouldn't touch your top, but he would be lying on his back, and you... Want- I don't want to have to try to pick him up off the floor. And then you would <laughs> be... for practice. There's a chance he could fall through to the third floor. But you would be straddling him just so he could look up, just to see what it's like to, ha- to look up at a woman who is topless uh, straddling him. I don't know, because I think something would be poking me the moment I... Nah, go. he's fine. <laughs> There's nothing wrong. Mean, it, it has to work through a lot to get to any, any point of penetration. <laughs> yeah, you should see what I have to go through. Uh, it's just like a pee. worm coming through dirt. Right. I, I I think it's okay. Or even if you want to sit on his stomach, sit on my stomach. You don't have to sit on his uh, junk area. Because I don't even know. Uh, technically, I think where his junk's supposed to be, be sitting on stomach anyway. Yeah, it's all hey. stomach basically. <laughs> it's all good. Sure. All right. So Matt, why don't you lay down? Even parts of his back is stomach. There's a lot of back. <laughs> Look at him. You're just a, uh, no no no. I, I want to be able to see this. Some. To you there. Right. By the way, this is we're even. All right, so yeah, let's go ahead and move that. Miss Melinda is here. She's got her show going on at the Melbourne Civic Theater, a night on Broadway. She directed it. Ticket info is at three two one seven two three sixty nine thirty five. She's a talented actress. Uh, move the chair so I can see. Matt Albert, is this the closest that you would have been to sex? Uh, yeah, I think I'm pretty sure. All right, Matt, why don't you lie back? Now, is this the way Matt would have to do it? Oh, yeah. There's no way he could do it. Maybe laying on his side like how he uh, watches TV. <laughs> that's about it. And that's the way he actually sleeps, too, like a bear on his side. Does he do that twitching thing where it looks like he's like doing stuff to himself in the morning? I haven't seen that. I walked out of my room a few times when he stayed with me, and I was like, what the hell is he? Okay, he's still sleeping. You was, thought he was running the bash? Yeah, several times because he like moves, his, he like twitches his legs together, like he's <laughs> like doing stuff. All right, uh, why don't you uh, hop on? Hop on it, Miss Melinda. <laughs> All right, I'm just thinking that it's acting. It's acting. It is. You act. It's a bestiality scene. <laughs> <laughs> why are you laughing so hard? <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right. All right. A piece of meat. Are you ready? Uh, all right. Now, there she... All right. That is sexy. That's a great... All right. Matt, how does that look to you? And now she's lying over you and she gave you a kiss. Oh, this is fun. 
We <laughs> like Florida so far. <laughs> with her, uh, with her D's dangling. Yeah, those are nice. Ew. Oh, uh, no, not like that. I mean, like, cup size. <laughs> now, Matt, how does that make you feel? Uh, doesn't make me miss home. You Tell don't you miss that. Mute Rob anymore? I don't miss Mute Rob. Screw him. I'm his new best friend. Yeah, they're wonderful. Um, now, Miss Melinda, is the marriage going okay? Is there a chance that you and Shaggy could break up for Matt Albert? Oh, no. No, sorry. Love my husband. He's perfect for me. As you straddle Screw a 500-pound black man. Topless. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wonderful. Now you're seeing how good you have it. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. Because here's the thing. Uh, her husband is the exact opposite. He's a skinny ass, maybe 90 pound white dude. He actually weighs five pounds more than I do. So you like going in extremes then? Yeah, sure. All right. Can yeah. we switch positions? Can I get some more than words? Uh, uh, no. All right. Wow. Look at those things uh, flop around. I love it. All right. How about one more position, Matt? Would you like another position just so you can go home and think about this? Sure. All right, what uh, what other position would you like? As <laughs> he rolls, up. Right, watching him get up is watching him get up is the funniest thing I've ever seen. Do you want to try where she's lying down and you're on top? Work. Or would you rather? Would or would you rather like a a doggy, like a canine style? Sure, I'll try doggy. <laughs> all right, all right. Knees. All right, Miss Melinda, why don't you get up on the table? What? Canine style. And then Matt, you can uh, you can get behind her. <laughs> Matt, Matt just lifted up his gut and rested it on her buttocks. That is the most disgusting thing that I've ever seen. Oh. Is that the way you would have to do it? Yeah, I think. All right, don't like touch this. her. Get your hands. I up. have a sick feeling in my stomach. Why? I don't know. This is disgusting me. It feels like I don't know if anybody I don't know if anybody can relate to this. But like 30 minutes after you eat shrooms, and you know the buzz is about to hit, you feel a little sick. That's what I got going on right now. Matt, you just lifted your gut and literally put it on her back. Yes. I wonder if that depresses. I wonder if that depresses him at all. Does that depress you at all? Like that's when you finally get sex. That's what you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to be with a woman who's gonna have to like that. Yeah, but you know, I'll <laughs> deal with it as I'm climaxing. You know. What are you talking about? As he just he doesn't know because he's mesmerized by her ass. All right, there she is, Miss Melinda. Let's hear it for her. Ugh. Wow. Yeah, most of the times I'm doing this, it's a lot more sexy. Yeah, it probably is a lot more sexy. I usually don't get sick when you're in here with your top off. What is it? Is it just Matt? Or is it the know. fact that it's a white-black thing? No, I think it just because I, I have the picture in my head of Matt having sex. Like, literally. Not just like the... Matt, does this disgust you to know that when we think of you having sex, it's maybe the worst things on earth? Oh, no. I, I, th- I think the same of you, Hapa. Yeah, exactly. I just do not want to picture that. I just picture hairballs everywhere. Uh, what are you? You crying. Just a whole bunch of... I, I think a crying it's... game in a shower afterwards. I think of like Sonic the Hedgehog banging the Firefox. Exactly. Yeah. Miles. Miles <laughs> the Fox. Tails, wasn't it? Oh, oh yeah. Alright, so you're gonna make yourself feel better by thinking about me. Well look at you. You're, you're <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> It's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. Hi, welcome back to another Hideout Row Radio 104.1. Wrapping it up on a Monday night, Hefe and Dubs. 
Last chance to jump in, 407 and star-1041 on your singular wireless phone. All right, at first in the hideout, some of the big stories you'll probably hear a lot about tomorrow. Um, Pakistani ruling party demands U.S. apology. Have you heard a lot about this? Doug? No. Apparently, there was a CIA airstrike that killed at least 17 people while we were attempting to assassinate the number two for al-Qaeda. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wasn't there. And it looks like it killed 17 civilians. Collateral damage. We don't like it happening. But to fight this war, it's a necessary evil. So now it's not looking too good. And Pakistan is already kind of having problems being our ally. Mm -hmm. Uh, At least the guy who's in charge right now. And if we lose him, we're in deep trouble. And the Pakistanis, not happy with us. We'll send them some flowers and an American flag and just say, hey, we love life. You should, too. This is what happens when you fight. A war on terror. Yeah, I mean, we deal with stuff. You guys have to deal with it, too. Whatever we do, you you have to feel like you uh, might feel double of it. Realize, for us to be safe... You have to be completely in danger at all times. For us to live... You have to die. And as long as the Mideast gets that, you know, frame of thought... I think everything's going to work out A-OK yeah. for us. If they don't, we'll bomb the hell out of them. Uh, democratize or we'll shoot. Hmm. Uh, former President Gerald Ford has been hospitalized. Treatment for pneumonia. He's been hospitalized. He's 92. Yeah, he's getting up there. Now, you you got to figure uh, it's not good when you're catching pneumonia. Well, whenever... Because very rarely does a healthy person catch pneumonia, right? Well, how uh, how long has it been since you've seen Gerald Ford out in public? You know he hasn't been in good shape in a while because he hasn't really made a public appearance in a long time. They usually will take these presents, hide them away somewhere when they aren't really looking as good as they once did. That's what I said should have happened with Dick Clark. Oh, yeah, definitely. He should have gone away so we could have just remembered the old Dick Clark. Exactly. And I think a lot of times they will, the government itself will hide some of these people away. Because when you see a former president looking like this, it makes America look weak. America. Hey, were the Golden Globes tonight? Yes. They were uh, They oh. were on at 8. I, they might still be on. All right, we got some winners then. Mm-hmm. Take a look at this. Uh, Witherspoon gets the Golden Globe for Walk the Line. Oh, I thought I felt sick before when I uh, when Matt Albert was getting the lap dance. George Clooney won for his performance in Syriana. Now, here's the thing, and I was talking to Black Bean about this mm-hmm. from the Monsters in the Morning. I love talking movies with him. And George Clooney did, although I loved the movie Syriana, he didn't do anything over the top, like, acting-wise. Wasn't that- he one of the main producers for it? Yeah, but he won for his acting performance. Not necessarily for mm. producing or directing or anything like that. He won for a starring role in it, and he was just part of an ensemble. Well, Here's the thing about this, though. He put on a lot of weight and grew a beard. So a lot of times when you're pretty and you ugly yourself up, that's how you win. Not only that, but a lot of times when they think you were owed one before, they'll give you one for a lesser performance. Oh, that's right, because you should have won from, from Dust Till Dawn. Mm. 
and he got screwed over there. Or Ocean's Eleven. That was a good one. Ocean's Twelve blue. Ocean's Eleven was good. What else has he been? How did he all of a sudden just get all this like ER. respect? Well, I mean, he's a he's a very politically motivated guy. I like him. Uh-huh. Don't get me wrong, but all of a sudden he's like the new hit. But uh, a brother, where art thou? Did he win anything for that? That was supposed That's to be true. a really good uh, never, good movie. Never heard of it. It wasn't a series. Never heard of Oh Brother Where Art Thou. Uh, Gore says Bush wiretapping could be an impeachable offense. Duh. I hate how Gore speaks the obvious. Let me ask you something. After all the dirty-handed, undercut stuff this president has done, is there any chance that he will ever get any, like, sort will even come close to an impeachment for this, for anything that he's done? I don't see it happening. Some of the lies, the misleading, just any of it? I feel like if... People wanted him impeached. If people truly wanted him impeached, the people in power, it would have already been done. Is the problem is that it's a completely Republican Congress? Oh, so definitely. If it, was a Demo- if it was almost a completely Democratic con- Congress, it if would the have Democrats been- take back hold in 06, like some people are thinking may happen, will the president get impeached in 07? Do you think some Democrats will even run on that platform of get us in office? It's time to hold him accountable. Via impeachment. I could see or is that lot, too uh, extreme to go with? I could see a lot of people running that angle. I think it could backfire on a lot of people, though. I mean, a lot of people don't like this president, but they don't want to see him get impeached for some reason. Why not? They don't think he's We impeached that bad. Uh, Clinton over getting oral. Or lying about getting oral. And what we guy would, doesn't lie about getting or oral? Or misleading about getting oral. We couldn't impeach this guy over misleading going into war? And that's just over the war. We're not even talking about the wiretapping. That's a whole other uh, deck of cards. And uh, finally, what scientists hope to learn from a wisp of comet dust. Apparently, they got all this comet dust, and um, they sent out a mission, and they're hoping to learn a lot about the solar system and maybe even the universe and the galaxy after getting all this stuff. What are you going to learn about it? I don't understand. There's dust up there? Whatever it is, they're not going to teach it in Kansas because there's no such thing as space when it comes to uh, the hardcore right. There is such thing as space. That's where Jesus lives. Uh, Up there. That's where he is. Up there. In a long-eared donkey. But it's so dark and cold. It warms up once you get past that first layer. Mm -hmm. That's just only for about five miles. Then it's all the clouds. Actually, that's where uh, the uh, people in heaven go to smoke. Nice, cool, and airy. That's not Orion's belt. That's St. Pete's Gates. That's not the Big Dipper. That's Jesus' tear. That's God's drinking spoon. (laughs) For when he likes to uh, sip on the broth in his soup. And that's what they're learning in Kansas. That's not the Milky Way. That's the devil's splooge mark. All right. Uh, congratulations, Brad Edwards. He was one of the qualifiers tonight for the MSF Basic Rider course at Orlando Harley. We draw the three winners to take the class. We draw those three winners on Thursday. Uh, but he tonight won the uh, $50 gift certificate to Orlando Harley Davidson. Congratulations to Miss Melinda on her directorial debut, A Night on Broadway. A musical review of the shows from yesterday and today. 
That's uh, going on the 19th through the 29th. Uh, box office info is at 321-723-6935. Also want to remind you, you can meet Chunks and, for the first time, go meet and hang out with Matt Albert at the uh, first Hideout Happy Hour pre-party at Patty McGee's Irish Bar. That's going on this Thursday from 6 to 8. It's a full liquor bar. Smokers are welcome. It's at 2083 Aloma Avenue in Winter Park behind the Mellow Mushroom. That's the Hideout Happy Hour pre-party at Patty McGee's Irish Bar this Thursday from 6 to 8. And from what I understand, uh, Matt Albert will be driving Chunks out there and staying for a little while longer after Chunks comes back. So mm. Matt will be driving Matt to the station be, by himself. He'll be doing a little extra time out there and driving back alone. Screw all of you. That is beautiful. Screw all of you. It is great to have Matt Albert on the show. Eh. You'll, you'll have no problem finding this right behind the Mellow Mushroom. What? It's exactly. Gonna, it's going to work out perfectly for you. Or the briar patch? Uh, and, right next uh, to the tar, baby. I think tomorrow we're going to be talking to a pen, penthouse pet, and we'll have all the usual stuff for you. Wake up with our buddies, the Monsters in the Morning, Shannon Burke, Middays, Phillips, File in the Afternoon. We're back at 7. Don't be ashamed you're entertained listening to The Hideout on Real Radio 104.1, funniest night show in America, and best nighttime entertainment in Orlando. Be somebody and always talk good. Question authority and stay classy, Orlando. We out, bitch. 5,000. 5,000. 5,000. 5,000. 5,000. I'm a friend that's what. I'm a friend that's what. Huh. Yeah. 5,000. Don't make me grab the chunk class. Shut up! Stop it, you wing, you fading! Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Uh, give me a Oh, give me a Five thousand.